asked me was where I liked it. I told him. This is a gays only event. Howdy, niggas. What? What's going on? No, the I'm weed. Hey guys and ladies, welcome to the One and a Half Lesbians Podcast. I'm Adriana, the lesbian. And I'm Be the Half. We upload every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in every week and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 1.5lesbians to stay up to date and continue the conversation. And you can find me pretty much anywhere on the web at NamasteWoke. And you can follow me on Twitter at UltraLesbian. And don't forget, we have a Patreon to give you guys extra content. We just dropped a bonus podcast episode last Monday, so go check that out at patreon.com slash lesbians. Now, let's get into the show. Did capitalism win this week? Yes. Capitalism won just because. Okay. I feel like I used to have, like, extra money, but now I think... I've ran through that extra money, and now I'm just like, damn, I am a paycheck-to-paycheck bitch, huh? Nine to five. They don't pay me enough. Fuck this job. (laughs) (laughs) They do not pay me enough. Ain't there some ladies at the job that have been there for, like, 30 years? Yeah, people be there, like, for years. They even, like, they have little, like, award things for, like, if you've been there, like, 40 years, 50 years. 40 years. Like, you get acknowledged for that. And I'm like... At this nine to five every day for 50, 60 years? I'm sorry, 40 years at the same location? I can't even be here for five years. Please. Please. (laughs) If I'm still there in five years. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the way after six months at a job, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go because I know I'm ready to go when I start snapping at people at the job (laughs) and don't even be caring. I don't know. I'm definitely starting now to not care. I'd be like, eh, y'all, I'm going to take a little extra lunch break. You know, they're not going to miss me. I'm and really, they not. I'm <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't really care about this rule here, that rule there. I was like, y'all don't pay me enough to care that much about this. Oh, yeah. It's giving by the end of the year, I need to find a new job. Tease. I don't know. I was like, something got to happen because even right before the pandemic hit, I was like, and I had only started full time there since January. Mm-hmm. So then till the pandemic, I was like, okay, this is kind of getting a little tiring <laughs> every day, five days a week. Like it's yeah. a little tiring. And and then the pandemic hit and I was like, whew, because I needed yeah. that long term break. <laughs> <laughs> no, I 100% feel you. Like I do have a low tolerance for jobs. I think that's in general with people in our age range just having a lower tolerance for staying at a job for a long period of time yeah especially these nine to fives and where you're just like either just sitting or standing just all day yeah it's a lot of sitting especially since i'm on the desk most of the time Mm -hmm. they'd be like you can't be on your phone you can't be reading the book Mm -hmm. unless it's a ebook so it looks like i'm doing work on the computer Mm -hmm. so i'm just like "Uh, yeah they could be bored it's just sitting for hours it's just not mentally stimulating at all yeah most jobs are not and I think that's what's missing from, like, the job market in general. Yeah. Honestly, if they just paid me, like, $20 an hour more, I would be fine. Like, I'd be like, okay, I could be bored. Like, okay, <laughs> like, I could stare at the screen for eight hours. Like, <laughs> No, I don't know if I could. All the money in the world, if I'm bored, if I'm working 50 years and being bored every day, I'm sorry, I lose my mind. Because <laughs> I, I don't hate it there, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of dragging, but, like, it's decent, decent work, you mm-hmm. know. Just, there are worse jobs. Yeah, there could be worse jobs. I could still be working at Nando's. 
Thank God I'm not still working there no more. <laughs> uh, yeah, capitalism one for me this week. I have a flat tire. Um, the MacBook Dang. that I bought has to go into the shop, so it's going to be like $200. Somehow I am backed up on, like, I owe so many niggas, like, music and, like, production beats <laughs> and all this shit and, like, reviewing stuff. So I'm backed up on that. I did do, uh, I did, like, hack away at some of my medical bills today and, like, ask for the itemized bill and, like, send my insurance information in. So that hacked away some stuff. I started my taxes. Um, so I will definitely be in jail by the end of <laughs> next week's episode. They probably will come in during the recording and take me away. So stay tuned for that. You guys can hear it live. Um. um yeah, because, like, I went into TurboTax and they were like, oh, do you have a 1099G? And I was like, a what? Like, what the hell is that? Apparently it's for unemployment, but they never sent me one. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? Contact the IRS? I don't I... know. That sounds like a hassle, though. Yeah, it's it's a hassle, and I, it should just be a simple phone call or email away. But I'm also like, I maybe it's me, maybe other people show this value, but I'm like, I don't understand why I have to do taxes. Y'all know how much money I made, correct? And I read somewhere that TurboTax and H and R Block like have some kind of cahoot with the government to make it difficult for us to do taxes, so that we can continue to pay them to do our taxes. I guess not like the free plan, but like the no. part we have to pay them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that makes complete Please sense. Says. Why this shit makes no sense. Every year, everyone is so confused about how to do taxes. They make this shit hard on purpose because we shouldn't even have to do taxes. I'm pretty sure other countries don't do taxes like this. Yeah, because everything like, is attached to the like national number. Like everything like, is attached to our social security number. When I work, I have to put everything in my social security number, right? So The government knows exactly how much we made. Every year. They know exactly how much money we make. And how much they take out. Like, it's all on the W-2. It's all attached to my social security number. The document they send to (laughs) our employers. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, if you're telling me that you would need to hire more people to do that, that opens up a whole new job sector for people, a whole new, like, degree program where people have direct job, like, a a direct pipeline to a job would be working for the government doing taxes or whatever. I don't know. I just... And it's literally so they can, like, trip us up and, like, take more money from us. Yeah. And, like, audit poor people. Yeah, they audit poor people uh, disproportionately. Oof. Y'all. Mm. I don't know. Uh, speaking of the government, though, Joe Biden fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't even get it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe Biden fell down the stairs. Or fell up the stairs, actually. Yes, he fell up three stairs. <laughs> three times, y'all. That gave me a nice little chuckle. Thanks for that. You think Kamala Harris oiled the steps? <laughs> it looked like carpet. No. <laughs> <laughs> she tied his shoelaces together or some shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> and my thing is just like, all the walking y'all do. Okay. <laughs> all the walking you do and you trip up the steps in... I mean, have you not tripped up the stairs before? Though? Not three times in a row. Yeah, not three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> He's old though. But they be walking constantly, like, all that practicing, and y'all, you still tripping, doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> you learn nothing? I just think it's karma. That's what he gets. What did he do? Just for being the president. That's no. what you get. Fair. Fair. It's embarrassing, though, because I would be mad embarrassed, like... Yeah, and he had, to, at the top, he had to turn, turn around <laughs> <his soul. laughs> I would be so embarrassed, I'm sorry. And I get embarrassed, like, really easily, so, you know... Sorry I'm laughing at you, Joe Biden. I know FBI agent 
that reports to you about all my business and <laughs> like everybody's business is listening to this, but we I, all saw it. We all saw it. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I'm, and four K. <laughs> I know he cried on the plane. <laughs> Speaking of old people, though, Prince Philip is still alive. Bruh, I wish y'all would stop putting that ugly ass man on my timeline. <laughs> if I see that ugly, shriveled up old man one more time. <laughs> I'm so serious. This man is purple. He's a literal zombie. Skin is dripping off the bone, like about to fall off and turn into crusty, dusty ashes. Like, ugh. It's, I really hate seeing it on my timeline. <laughs> it's been distressing me it this is whole distressing. week. It is very distressing. We just got to play him like the podcast theme song and just knock right out. Yes. From shock. <laughs> Speaking of shock... There was a huge hate crime in Atlanta with the um that guy like shot like eight Asian women. Yeah, I don't think they were all women. women? I think no. six were women, two were men. Um, okay, I never really looked too deep into the whole story to be honest. Yeah, I actually, I actually did the reading. Okay, okay, period. Just about the whole situation in general, and then I went deeper into like the United States has some like cyber war going on with China. But basically, I also see a lot of people debating on Twitter, like, oh, should we stand for, like, stop Asian hate? Like, the Asian community is so anti-black. And I'm like, yes, but I'm like, how is that any different than when people judge the entire black community off of, like, I don't know, like, crimes or whatever? True. Or just, like, racism. I'm like, how is that different? Like, you're like, oh, they're anti-black, though. I'm like, as a community, sure, but I'm like, I also feel like... Where does that anti-blackness come from? It comes from white supremacy. Yeah. So I'm like, they're not the true enemies. Yeah, they're also victims of white supremacy and white supremacy, like, indoctrination. Just the same way that the black community is. Because I'm like, on their side, they're like, well, why should we support Black Lives Matter? Like, there was a bunch of, mainly, like, black men who perpetuated, like, and I think some black women, too, do perpetuate anti-Asian sentiments, especially, like, in mm-hmm. the beauty industry and, like, the beauty world. Yeah. So, not on and the hook a either. Little, a little appropriation as well in there. A little appropriation. A little, a little sprinkle. sprinkle. <laughs> so, I'm like, how are either... I'm like, if we want to do tit for tat, it's really those two cancel each other out. Yeah, because it's probably the same amount of people from yeah, each... Yeah, from each community. Community. Like, it's a small group. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you guys are acting like as a whole like and i'm like as i see younger asians like grow up and be around me i'm like they was out like pretty deep in baltimore for black lives matter protests Mm -hmm. i'm like i i know that we don't have a large asian community on the east coast like they do on the west coast i'm like it could be different there too but i'm just like i don't see why we need to do this tit for tat shit. Yeah, like it just seems weird to be like, should should we stand up for Asians? Should we stand up for Asian hate? And it's like you sound like a white person. Yeah, you sound like a white person. <laughs> it's like you're like, should I stand up for this marginalized group? You sound weird. Like, it, uh, especially right after a murder. It's like yes, I should stand up for this marginalized group. <laughs> yeah, especially after a murder, it just came off really insensitive. Yeah, to Yeah, I was like, that was like a very like large... why are you de- be- why are you debating that? Yeah, it's like. Eight people are dead, and you're like, hmm, should we stand up for that? Like, Or, like, trying to dig into, like, oh, did they have an anti-black past or not? Like, y'all are doing the same thing white people do when black people are murdered. Like, literally. Looking they, for, like, anything to, like, justify. Not supporting you. Yeah. Or, this is the exact same thing. And it's thing. Like, uh, like, let's not do that. 
and these people are not a monolith just like the black community is not a monolith so it's like you all are all perpetuating white supremacist indoctrination please stop but about the reading i did i have this theory now and i feel like i cracked the fucking code to life so my theory is that you remember that push for stem education that happened like when we were in elementary middle school high school Mm -hmm. zone it feels like it was just always there it wasn't always there though like prior to the 90s it wasn't like this what always there for us it was yeah always there for us always there for us um but that big push for stem education in the 2000s to 2010s i feel like it was a lot a part of a long game scheme to like lower um lower labor costs as well as be in a cyber war with china so like follow me here because I'm like, how lower labor costs? So they pushed us all into STEM to like cheapen the technology workforce because just by you have more people who are doing STEM fields, you're going to be able to pay them less because you have a larger worker pool to choose from. Interesting. And they just generally wanted more of us to compete with China because China has like a huge population and they have a big sector that is in the technology like industry. Mm, they're like, oh, we got to fight the bad guys in China. Exactly. <laughs> And then it's documented that the United States, like, cites national security concerns in all of their papers about the STEM crisis. They're like, we need more STEM students because we have a STEM crisis because we don't have enough STEM students compared to other countries. And they've also been pushing anti-Asian media for a long time. Like, Mm -hmm. because I remember growing up and I remember watching the news with my dad and it was like every two seconds it would be something about China. It would be like, China lied today or China did this or China did that. So, like, they've slowly been pushing this idea that China... And, like, by association, Chinese nationals and Chinese Americans are liars. And you know that, like, Americans group every Asian person as Chinese. So, by association, all Asian people are liars. Like, that's what they're trying to portray. Okay. I'm following you. Right. So, then, the rise of Trump also came more anti-Asian sentiments. Because you remember, he's always like, China. I freaking hate China. They're monopolist. Like, whatever. So I'd also argue that the pandemic response from last year was intentionally botched in order to further flame anti-Asian sentiments for this long scheme game, like to get more people to kind of hate Asian people, Mm -hmm. like feel like they wronged us or like, oh, they gave us this virus. Oh, they're at fault, blah, blah, blah. So this is the real kicker. In 2020, a Senator Tom Cotton, ironic, said that he doesn't think that Chinese nationals should be coming here to learn science because it threatens national security. He was like, they can learn arts and humanities, but I don't think we should be teaching them STEM things because it could take that back and use that against us. So I'm still working on like the ending of this theory, and I maybe want to like turn into a full paper, but I my overall gist is that The STEM education push was to lower the cost of labor so that we have more people to compete in a cyber war, which is kind of currently going on with China. We have a little cyber war that's expanding. And I'm not sure if that will turn into an actual war because they've done the like the United States has been documented to do this before. So something similar happened with not like a whole STEM push, but just anti-Islamic sentiments from like the 80s started and then it Mm -hmm. starts to get further and further and then you see 9-11 happen and then we have like this burst of anti-Muslim, anti-Arabic, anti-Middle Eastern hate and then we go to war for and but it's all calculated because we wanted to go to war with Iraq for oil. You know what I mean? Like there's an intentional goal or like you need something and I think the United States just wants to maintain world dominance because China is becoming a major player on the on, mm-hmm. on the international stage 
And I'm not sure it's going to turn into an actual war or not. Like that's but just something I have. They're like, mm, like I hear, I hear sounds of war. In the yeah, distance. but there's like there's a cyber war going on. Like actually, like what is the cyber war? So basically, the United States is accusing lots of Asian countries, like North Korea and China, basically the communist ones, of like hacking uh, U.S. stuff or like sending malware or uh, hacking banks and stealing money and all this like stuff. So. In retaliation, like, the United States is kind of doing the same, and they're just kind of battling back and forth. So that's why I'm like, I'm not sure if it's going to turn into an actual physical war, because China also has, like, a billion fucking people and would crush us. <laughs> so that, you, so you see what I mean? Yeah. Like but in, I'm like, why go to war? Like, what's the... That's what I'm confused about. I'm like, what's the eventual goal like, of, like, America like, and white supremacy? Just world domination? Like... That's... That seems so. <laughs> that seems so lame to me. Literally, like cartoon villain type. Yeah. Shit. So it's like an, it's like we intend we we got drafted into war. Like that's what it. That's what the STEM pipeline feels like to me now. I like your theory. Very interesting. I did like so much research. Like I was looking <laughs> at ebooks. I was looking at articles. Like this is not like something I pulled out of my ass. Like I actually read a bunch of stuff. And like I did like a little twitter thread but i couldn't really conceptualize it i guess maybe speaking is better yeah speaking is better <laughs> for me so that's my theory i don't think it's conspiracy theory actually i mean all of that is sounds very plausible and like the the senator literally said that like this stuff is stuff they that's actually stuff happened in plain sight yeah it's stuff that's actually happened and like the united states already like as a people we have like a competitive mindset more so than the rest mm-hmm. of the world so it's like you kind of put asians on a pedestal so that people start to compete and hate them in order to like drag them down mm, and like kind of like start to resent them exactly like, oh, like you think you're smarter than us exactly type. exactly mm. exactly america's devious that's what i'm saying devious i really felt like i cracked the code to life though after that <laughs> i was like no way I, it's so plausible very that they literally created the stem pipeline in order to have like online soldiers Man, America really be playing the long game. The we gotta long pay attention. game. That's what I keep hearing people talk about, like how like Republicans are getting ready for twenty twenty four. Yeah, like, they're already. playing the long game. Yeah, and we're just like, oh, finally Joe Biden's in office. Oh, haha. no, it's baby, like, it's about to get. Republicans are like, all right, bet we're getting our next people ready. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt if Trump re-ran for office. Child, I can't take it. By twenty twenty four, someone take me out. I'm sorry, I have to leave the country. Like I know, like. <laughs> traveling and going to other countries right now is like taboo but i definitely will be fleeing by 2024 we should be good yeah no not like because of pandemic i mean like for economic reasons like travel is kind of unethical Mm, yeah and i could get into that but i won't at least not today i'll do some more reading (laughs) i and i was like when i was reading i was like wait i'm learning like i like this i like this (laughs) who knew learning is fun learning is always the best one it's completely your own decision yeah and it's like random you're like oh i want to find a lot more about this thing and then you just go down the rabbit hole i really should have been an asian studies major because remember like for oh, yeah a- you wanted to go to japan right yeah but like do you remember when i had that very weird obsession with communist china for like seven years and i was like <laughs> it was like from middle school to like 10th grade and i read every book in the county on maoist china and like and i'm like a 10 year old like I don't know why I was so obsessed, but I've always been obsessed with, like... ADHD. Fair. (laughs) Yeah, I've always been obsessed with, like, 
communist China. wow i really was ahead of my time with communism <laughs> he's like i've been on it i've been on it. <laughs> well like maoist china and like the communism theories and stuff like that i tried to get into like stalin stuff but i didn't really fuck with it i oh, mean not that Russians. i agree with all of mao's <laughs> things but i just found it more interesting but yeah man this theory is kind of wild Oof. I wasn't even high when I came up with it either. I was about to ask, but I was like, nah, probably not. No, I wasn't. I was completely sober. That's what's crazy about it. So my current book that I'm reading, if anyone would like to read with me, it's called New World of the Urban Poor by William Julius Wilson. It's not about this theory that I have about China, but it's actually talking about housing inequality in the States and just segregation in general and what the causes are and like how the government took jobs from people intentionally to like create social ills and to like America be playing the long game. It's really yeah. That's why part of me don't want to do the reading because I'm gonna be so mad. Like I'm already <laughs> mad, but I'm like I'm gonna be enraged. Yeah. When I know all the details, like ugh. yeah. The gist of this book is like they intentionally took jobs away from people. Like they gave people jobs and then they took them away to create social ills so that they could lock people up so that they could get free labor. Like that's yeah. <sighs> Typical America, eh? I guess. <laughs> let's talk about something fun now. Yes, let's get into the music video that came out this week. Young Baby Tate, I Am music video. So good. It was good. It was so cute. Good visuals, good outfits. Music video of the year, me thinks. I know it's only March. No. No? Shreese oh, music video Doja came Cat out this year. Forgot. That was last week, damn. Yeah. My attention span, not there. Definitely not better than the Streets music video. Sorry, Young Baby Tate. It's a good music video, but not better than Streets. Fair. Okay. <laughs> Runner up for music video of the year, me thinks. <laughs> I'll have to watch some other music videos to confirm. It was really good, though. Um, I liked it. Like, really well done. Congrats on what seemed like a massive budget. Like, creative yeah. direction. It was fun. Told a story. Stuck to the theme of the song. Yes. Actually, like, related to the lyrics a little bit. Yeah. Nice Love choreo. That. Chef's kiss. I think it was really well done. Yeah, and I think it had already was getting like over two hundred thousand mm-hmm. views. And Young that's Baby Tate don't up. be making those kind of numbers. Yeah, it blew up on TikTok. Yeah, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's a good song. It is a good song. We love a manifestation bop. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I, I am, am that, that bitch. <laughs> so I hope she. I hope she. I hope her current project and previous projects blow up a little bit more. Just she deserves because her music is very good. Very excellent. And she produced her shit. Yeah, very excellent. Singer, songwriter, producer, performer. Yeah. Okay, the mic be on when she performs. As she well. can sing. Let us let us listen with our ears next time you see a young baby tape performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can really sing and she raps really well. I remember uh how I got introduced to her actually was she did that Nikki challenge and she oh, was the rapping. Metatron or Yeah, Megatron. Megatron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Hers was the best. She should have won, but that's never here that's That's neither here nor there (laughs) speaking of music WAP you know it's not a good song but I like that it makes conservatives mad so I will be streaming it it's like it's not a bad song it's not a bad song it's just like if Cardi wasn't on the song it could have been better Cardi knows how to make a hit though I'd argue that Cardi was needed on that song okay I'm, I mean, I think you're wrong, but I'm not going to argue with you about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but them conservatives love when Cardi shake her ass. Nobody can tell me different. <laughs> Nobody can tell me different because 
they instantly have more content. And you know what? I think she's in cahoots with it at this point. She's got to know. At least the, the team. Somebody got to know. Somebody got to know. They're like, make it raunchier because we're going to have more views just from conservative hate. They, they secretly love it, though. They secretly love it. They're because like, they, wow, I love how you're you're so free and brave. Wow. Like, and they play it over and over on the freaking TV. They're like, this is so inappropriate. Look at them popping their pussies at each other, Joe. Look, <laughs> Did you see them popping their pussies at each other? Despicable. Run that back. <laughs> And then they watch it like, like, I'm pretty sure half a million views came from all the right-wing news outlets <laughs> and, like, the right-wing YouTubers that go and review the video. I'm like, this is terrible. I hate this. I hate women having fun. Watch the video twice. Yeah. Just literally. to make sure they, they hated it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we could all just leave it, you know? Like, if we don't like stuff, we can just... Not pay attention Not to pay it. attention. Like me. Love not paying attention to shit I don't like. Anger is an emotion, and I think people like to express emotions in general. True. I guess anger anger is a form of expression, sure. And some stuff is just not good. It's not. Speaking of not good, this race horror film (laughs) that Jordan Peele has birthed from his bussy... You all should have just left it at Jordan Peele because now it comes off as Nikki and her son's type B. I'm specifically talking about Lena Waithe here and the new movie, Them. It's coming off as I bit Lovecraft Country and Jordan Peele's Get Out. And tried to make some... Yeah, like... The trailer was not giving. It was giving racism it was just racism like that's the literally thing. racism and vibes like there was no there was nothing like at least and i know that it's just a trailer and like whatever but i feel like your trailer should give me an accurate representation of the ins and outs of your movie like it doesn't have to give away the storyline and the plot like or tell me the plot it has something to give away everything but i'm like it should at least like make me think about it like it was just racism yeah it was just and it was boring like i just looked at it with a straight face the whole time even the like, jump scare i was even like even the jump scare it didn't even flinch <laughs> i knew it was coming i was like yeah it was very obvious, obvious it was coming i was like okay i don't know like everything in the trailer was just very one dimensional like i like i've seen it i seen it before and i'm not impressed with what you're doing with it right now yeah we'll not be seeing the full movie i even wish that like it was a reverse thing. Like, give me black people doing white face. Even that. <laughs> but I am... And it's not, like, a testament to, like... No, it is. It is a testament to her work because I don't like... It well, is because it's consistent with her work. Yeah, it's consistent. Anything with the Lena Waithe producer listed on there is very consistent. I like her better as an actress. Um, that's what I, I... And I like you said this before the show, too. Like, that's what I thought we were going to get. Yeah, when Master of None came out, I was like, okay, like, I like her as an actor. Like, I could see more of that. But then she just went straight to, like, producing and stuff, which is fine, but... I, I don't know. I think we would all hate her a lot less if she had just stuck to acting. True. <laughs> yeah, because everyone on my timeline was fucking booing that movie. Like, virtual booing. It, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Like, the stuff fucking sucks. And Queen, like... Queen and Slim. The list goes on. Queen and Slim, that movie on Netflix, Stepsisters. That was really it for me because... <laughs> <laughs> because that was, like... I think I hadn't seen that much stuff, like of her since it was like master of none and mm-hmm. then steps i was like oh like lena waithe like okay mm-hmm. cool like i like the episode she wrote in master of none that shit was terrible oh, it was no. horrible 
it was just like like a step thing and like the black girl was teaching these white girls how to step. Oh yeah, that movie. And I was just like, first off, the premise alone, I was like, no. I was like, okay, I have to see this to see if it's bad or not. Mm-hmm. And it was just terrible. I think that some people have a brand and I don't think any of these movies are off brand. So I very on brand. It's on brand. I can't say it's not my brand and I'm like, okay, I can admit that I am a contrarian. Yes. We are contrarians. We are the contrarians. No, but yeah, we and this is not this I promise this is not in like a oh we're so hipster we're better than everyone way. Like a lot of mainstream stuff sucks. It does suck. And and one of your friends was like, Yeah, you guys don't really like a lot of like, the stuff you guys like is not really mainstream. I'm yeah. Like, I guess that makes sense, because I don't like that shit. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we like is kind of a little offbeat. And I thought that, I didn't know until one of my friends told me, and he was like, oh, no, I actually really like mainstream stuff. Like, it just it, it just does something to me. I'm like, wow, like, I've never met someone like that. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Like, someone has to like mainstream stuff for it to be mainstream. Yeah, a, a lot of people must like it. Because it's mainstream, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's, maybe it's just, maybe it's just too mainstream for us, you know? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's just bad. (laughs) And we should say it. Yeah, Queen of Slim was not good. And I've I've never seen Queen of Slim, and I do not plan on ever seeing it. Oh, Stepsisters did it for you like that. Listen, I was like, I was like, I don't need to see no more Lena Waithe produced stuff besides 20s. I was like, I don't need to. Besides like, 20s, we will be reviewing in a few weeks. I will be watching 20s, but. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's movies. Maybe it's maybe just it's movies. movies. I don't know. I will not be watching no more Lena Waithe produced movies. I've had it. I've seen enough. I've seen what you can do. Unless you want to switch things up a little bit. I'm I've, I'm good. Yeah, and I'm like, what's the disconnect between the TV show and the movie? Because I'm like, 20s is not terrible. It's not. Like, it's good enough to watch the whole way through. And, like, want to see the next episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's good. The Shy is good. Never seen The Shy. Don't, I've enjoyed Don't plan it. on seeing it, but heard good reviews. I've enjoyed it. So I'm like, what's the disconnect? Maybe, I don't know. I've never written a movie. Maybe writing a movie is just harder. I don't know what the disconnect is, but I don't I don't know. I just need Lena Waithe to stop making shit. <laughs> just stop making shit. <laughs> like, the amount of, like, virtual booings. And I kind of started to feel bad because I was like, damn, like... How would I feel if I made shit and niggas was like, boo? Like, maybe I'd be like, damn, what does everyone dislike about my shit so much? Maybe I could change something. Like, I would simply take it as critique. Like, if a lot of people are saying the same thing about your work, I'd be like, okay, maybe I need to review this. I need to, like, reevaluate mm. something. Like, and do, when you put something out, do you not want feedback? When you put your movie out, do you not want feedback? True. And if it's bad, then that's what the feedback is. True. I feel the same way about Spike Lee. Like, all your shit suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, because Spike Lee, um, she's gotta have it. Oh, I don't even want to talk about. It. She's gotta have it. The show. <laughs> Oof. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember if I even finished it. Like the last couple episodes, like I just couldn't take it anymore. Everything was bad. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't. It was know. really a shame because for I forget the the main character's name, but she's fine as shit. Would love to watch her 
But I'm like, the writing is... Yeah, the writing was not good. Not good. The writing was not good. Yeah, and I feel like Spike Lee and Lena have a... Is she influenced by him? Probably. Yeah, they have a very similar... Because, I mean, Spike Lee is like... I don't even know all the shit that Spike Lee did for real, for real. But I'm like, he's like kind of like paved a way for himself and like other people mm-hmm. so it's kind of like he's like up there mm-hmm. so it's like okay like yeah you did all that and you like paved the way but like at what cost same thing with tyler perry like yeah like you were the only one doing this type of shit but like at what cost yeah at what cost yeah i want tyler perry to stop making stuff just stop pass the torch pass, pass the torch hey, the fact that he has no writers in the room it's too long. It's too long of you being the only writer. Like, are you, I don't know, like, are you reading new stuff? Are you reading other styles of writing? Because it's giving no growth. Never read anyone else's stuff. Oh, Spike Lee did produce Pariah. Allegedly. What do you mean, allegedly? I don't know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Like, like, like that other movie, um, Pimp. Like, he didn't even make that movie. He just, like got tagged on as a producer after the fact what yeah so i'm like is that the same thing with pariah huh i've never heard him associated with that film what do you mean he just got tagged on how's that legal like they do whatever that they like it goes under his quote production production but it's like the film was already created and made but now it's like under him to like give it a bigger name type got you got you got you got you got you okay so then never mind then maybe that's just what happened yeah because i'm sure as hell not giving him the credit for pariah (laughs) i know it wasn't him (laughs) and he made he did black Klansman, right which I heard was just like propaganda shit. Yeah, and then he literally get paid by the, the yeah NYPD. F- some some feds, whatever. Yeah, I believe FP. Uh, I mean NYPD had an in- impact. on Yeah, it. so he low key the feds. So, <laughs> mm. Mm. you know, it kind of makes you think about all past work as well. Like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't doubt if. Like I said, United States long game. Like, I wouldn't doubt if they've sprinkled Tyler Perry and Spike Lee and oh, Lena Waithe into the black community. <laughs> like, to destroy the black community. <laughs> <laughs> to slowly tear the black community apart. apart. By One movies? bad movie after another. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. You know what? I can't. Because <laughs> I also was watching something the other day. And this guy was talking about how the Black Panthers, how they were responsible for a lot of the boom in the 90s of black actors and talents and, like, stuff like A Different World, The Cosby Show, like, all those positive, quote-unquote, representations Mm -hmm. of black people on TV. So I'm wondering if there is, like, a counteract to that happening as well. Not to be a conspiracy theorist, but I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe not much of, like, a counteract to it, but since, like, the Black Panthers aren't really around like that mm-hmm. anymore, maybe since there's no one else in their ear being like, hey, That's true. make these better shows, they're just like, okay, anyways, we're going to do what we, we what we want, and we're going to give y'all a little light skin to satisfy your diversity. Yeah, wow. Because I was even looking at the Magic School Bus. Oof, that animation style is horrible. The animation style itself. Character design is so terrible. caca terrible terrible it's giving mobile game app (laughs) someone said this frizzle looks like the uh the lady that be in them uh over sexualized game ones and they'd be like yeah we have to like pick a choice (laughs) yeah the pick a choice ones and it's like i just had a baby divorce my husband (laughs) fuck the nurse like what 
I'd be wanting to click on the bad option too. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic. I'd be like, what's going to happen if I... I use those games to, like, do stuff that I wouldn't do in real life. Like, I <laughs> I choose the most chaotic option at all times. Yeah, but I'd just be like, well, what, what will happen, you know? Because it's a game, there's no consequences to exactly. it. Exactly. You just start it over. <laughs> but back to music. There's obviously some metaphysical shit happening on this podcast because last week I was talking about how I want Victoria Monet on the Silk Sonic, like, album and tour. And here she pops up this week with a audition video which is like clearly part of the marketing for the album which i think is really good marketing i guess i think it's really good like to start to have like your little two-person band and you're like oh i'm gonna audition for lead singer because it's her um victoria monet um and i believe someone else is like auditioning like they're all coming out like who else besides those they're like coming out week by week until the album so it's like telling you who's on the album is there a release date for the album um, let me look. Because I don't really care about this rollout. Just tell me the date and then I'll pop up. <laughs> you know I'm a sucker for a good rollout, though. <laughs> I am. I don't, like, I don't care. Like, just tell me the date. That's all I need to know. No, it doesn't have a release date yet. Okay, see, I'm just not going to pay attention then. I'm, I, don't, I don't have time to be strung along like this. I'm sorry, this is a... With no release date? Please. <laughs> yeah, no release date yet, but I'm sure it's coming soon. I guess. Well, I will check in when I see a release date, and then I'll check back out until that release date. <laughs> are you excited for the album, or like, are you interested? I have no in feelings. Your... I'm gonna listen to it, but okay. I'm not like anticipating it. Yeah, that's true. That's how you get yourself let down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, like okay, and I'm plus I'm not like huge like Bruno and Anderson mm-hmm. Pack fan, so I'm just like whatever. Like when I drop it, drop, and okay. I'll listen. Oh, that's the difference. I guess I'm I'm not a huge Anderson Pack fan, but I did have. Didn't a, you just say like a couple episodes? I'll say it, I'm an Anderson Pack stan. Didn't you say that? I recall hearing that. Ouch. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like the I'm a stan, but not in the way of like not I'm like gonna stan stan. Yeah, I'm not gonna run an Anderson Pack account. Like, does that make sense? But like, I internally stan. That's okay. how my feelings are about it. Okay. Like, those huge stands are, like, I would die for Anderson Pack. Like, so uh, not that. I don't know if he has people like that. I would hope not. Like, does he have stand pages on Twitter? Probably. I don't know. I don't be to the Anderson Pack streets. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't put out music in a little bit, so I'm like, there there could have been. Who knows? I don't know. They they in hiding, because I ain't seeing them. You know, the Anderson Pack stand community. Are you, You're very low-key. We are, because he is also low-key lame. And he a low-key colorist. <sighs> the line from Jasmine Sullivan's song aside, was there prior evidence? I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Hold on, let me look. Because I wouldn't put it past him. He is a light-skinned man. And, is, <laughs> and I just learned he's also a biracial, so it's very likely he could be a colorist. All right, I'm on Lipstick Alley. Let's see. <laughs> That's where all the real tea is. <laughs> It'd be fake tea on there. <laughs> no, but it always comes to fruition. Um, I'm not seeing anything besides the Anderson Pack lyric. Well, I don't know, but guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put it past these men. <laughs> Guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, until I see evidence proving otherwise. At this point in time. At this point, 
it, I feel like I, you gotta treat all men like that. At least all celebrity men, mm-hmm. like it's highly like there's like a ninety five percent chance. I'd argue ninety seven. Ninety seven. I wanted to say ninety nine, but I was like, maybe. I was gonna say ninety nine. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm being too much. Yeah, I was like, maybe maybe I'm I'm being too harsh. <laughs> no, ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent of these famous men are colorists. Are colorist, all the ists, isms, all that shit. And I think it's. It's a product of their time. Like, they're also, like, 30-something. So, I'm like, imagine 30 years ago. Like, there was no language. There was no Twitter where people could discuss how, like, colorism bothered you. Like, be quiet, monkey. <laughs> that's how, like, I can imagine that's probably how it was. Like, I guess. I don't know. I imagine there had to have been some conversation somewhere. There probably was, but you're dark-skinned. Shut up. Like, that's probably how it was, too. Dang. Because that's how niggas are now. True. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I still will be listening to him and the Racial Deception album. <laughs> racial Deception? All that racial deception in his face. <laughs> in who? Bruno or Anderson Pack? Bruno Mars. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. You were deceived. <laughs> I was deceived. Bamboozled. This week's episode is sponsored by us. You can support us by becoming a member of our Patreon or sending us something on Cash App at $1.5Lesbians. If you have something you'd like us to promote on a future episode, you can send us an email to oneandahalflesbianspod at gmail.com for more info. Now let's get back into the show. This week we watched Vita Season 3, Episode 3. And you can watch it with us every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on our Discord. The link will be in the description. So this episode, we start out at some party. Looks cool. Looks fun. We see one black dyke in the first two seconds. Representation matters. Representation? All right. (laughs) (laughs) And then Emma's like on the dance floor, like, well, never mind. I was about to say bumping and grinding. I was like, no. Not this old lady talk. She was popping that pussy (laughs) on this bitch that she hooked up with before. Okay, they was grinding and shit. I was like, okay. And then this girl came up and ends up being the other girl's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And they just in a little dancing sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I feel that. I was like, that happened to me once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then the next morning, like, it's the remnants of the threesome. And then Emma's, like, leaving early. And the girl was like, oh, it's, like, early. And then the other one was like, oh, I've learned that, like, Emma is not the type of stay the night. Like, she's not. And I wish more, I wish more of you would be like her. (laughs) Why do we need to be in the same bed until 1 p.m. for a one-night stand? Get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be like, uh, so I I got somewhere to be. Like, especially if it's, like, uh, just a hookup from the club. Get out of my house by 9 (laughs) a.m. like a hotel gotta move them out yeah as soon as you get up to use the bathroom like it's It's time you better (laughs) fake sleep (laughs) so emma starts asking them like did you guys get in a fight like am i your fix for the night and they're like no that's just that's just us so they were like we decided we wanted you and now you're here like and emma's just like like i just think sometimes these equations suffer from a missing variable and tonight i'm the variable obviously jaded and hurt yeah but she's, she's like what if the equations stop working like, not y'all specifically, but I just don't think these things work out with anybody. Like, no matter what, somebody always betrays you, they lie, or they don't hold up their end of the bargain. And is she wrong? Yeah. The girl, she was like, damn, like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> 
And she's like, all right, you know, maybe I will take a hit of the vape. <laughs> yeah, Nico fucked her up. Like, because yeah. I think that was especially devious what Nico did, the betrayal. Yeah, especially because you know there was time to let her know before, like, she, mm-hmm. like, her feelings got any deeper. And she, you literally saw her the night that she got hurt by her ex. Like, why would you yeah. continue that pattern? Trash. But then we cut to Lynn and Marcos are working out in this park. And they're talking about how he hasn't heard back from UCLA yet. And he's, like, doubting himself, thinking he aimed too high and that maybe he should have applied to teach at a community college first. And he's just like, oh, like, I'm 30. I'm going to be so undercooked. Like, I thought I would, everything would be good once my PhD was here. Honestly, being 30 with a PhD um, is still really young. Is it? Yeah, I don't know how many years it takes. It takes, like, four to six years. But, like, if you're teaching at 30, that's still very young. I feel like shows kind of give us this idea that we should have everything together by 30 when it's really like you don't ever have to have it together okay i'm sure there are some 40 year olds who don't have it together yet exactly (laughs) and didn't like lots of actors and things like that didn't they only start acting like later in life and like people a lot of people yeah yeah so i don't like this push and it's not it's a critique to the show but also like on society how we're like and I blame Forbes. <laughs> that 30 under 30 really got niggas messed up. Like, why do you need to be on the 30 under 30? Because it's just like, well, they're so young. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, when no one's like 40 under 40. Yeah, like, we have this obsession with youth. It's weird. Very weird. But then Lena's like, oh, like, it's going to be your birthday. We should throw you like a big party. Like, we can totally do it at the bar. And then... I was like, about these, like, low-key fat-phobic comments. Yeah. He was like, look at these roles. Like, do I look like I'm blowout presentable? Like, maybe another mimosa day. But, like, oh, like, we should day drink our worries away. And Lynn is like, nah, like, I have things to do before the mariachi karaoke tonight. And he's like, well, what stuff? And she's like, I'm going to see my father guy. <laughs> so dramatic. So dramatic. And he asked if Emma's going to go with her. And she's like, oh, like, you know, she's not. So, like, don't say anything. I just have to see him for myself first. Then I can make a rational and informed decision. And I don't think that's possible. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't blame Lynn for wanting to meet her dad. Yeah. I don't blame her for it. But I'm like, how do you know, like, after that you're going to be able to make a rational decision? Because I'm like, you don't know what he's going to say. Yeah. Too many unknowns. Back at the bar, though, Emma says good morning to Nico, and then Nico gives, like, a really cold hey without making eye contact, which was a little weird to me because I'm like, okay, you need to be groveling a little bit. Yeah, like, if anything, Emma should have been the one, like, pissed, like, giving the cold shoulder type. It was like, you the one who fucked up. But Nico was just like, oh, like, I grabbed my stuff, like, here's your key. And I was just like, oh, I was just sad that it was just ending. We can never get... Can't have shit. Can't have shit God. And Emma's, Emma's like, still in her nice kick or whatever. She was like, like, Nico, if you need a place to stay for a bit... And she's like, nah, like, I have a place, but thanks. Then she was like, oh, stock is low. Like, I think I need to make a run. And Emma was like, great, just keep the receipts. And Nico's looking like, bitch, why the fuck are you telling me to keep the receipts? Like, she's I don't know remind- how to keep the receipts. She's just reminding you. <laughs> Damn. And she's like, of course. And then she slams the mug on the table. And then Emma picks up the mug and sniffs it. And it's very obvious that there's alcohol in the mug. So she's like, are you drinking? Are you okay to drive? And Nico just, like, gives her this really annoyed war- look and walks out. And I'm like, okay, my first question when I saw the scene was, what place are you staying at? 
Yeah. Or so her notice, it's giving I'm going back with my wife. Shit. I, I don't know. I hope not. I, I just assumed, oh, like, maybe she just had another friend she mm. could stay with. But it is possible she simply went right back to her technically married wife. Also, drinking and driving is bad. Yeah. Like, even if she is on a motorcycle, like... Mm, That's probably even worse. Okay, it's like, they always talk about how it's dangerous to be on a motorcycle anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But then, like, Lynn had walked in, like, right near the end of that and, like, tries to kind of comfort Emma a little bit. She's like, I can get rid of her, you know, like that. And I was like, yeah, get rid of her. (laughs) Get rid of her. (laughs) And rightfully so. She calls Nico a fuckboy. And she's like, I'm sorry you guys broke up. I really like Nico. And Emma's like, we didn't break up because we were never together. I'm like, bitch, y'all was together. Yep, y'all was, a, a, it was a little together. It was no titles, but. <laughs> Definitely you hauled. A, li- a, li- a little bit. Like, if we didn't find out that Nika was married, y'all would be shacked up right in that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma gets up to leave, but Lynn shows her these wall posters that she wants to add for a little bit more color to replace the black and white pictures. And there's these gay ass pin up posters. And she's like, <laughs> Emma's like, they're really gay. And she's like, in your honor, it's on theme. I'm like. <laughs> I was like, please. I was like, okay, like these like lesbian chola. <laughs> I think version. they were kind of cute. They were cute. Definitely went with the theme. Lynn's obviously very excited about like presenting the bar and yeah. like the decor and things like that. So I'm like, okay, we'll let you have it. And it is kind of a gay bar. Like from what I've seen, I'm like. It's, it is pretty gay. It is get pretty gay. And they do have, like, that, like, photo wall up with, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of, like, gay couples and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, they saw that shit. They said, all right, the homos are here. But then after that, Lynn goes to the church, like, where their dad preaches at. And I thought it was weird that the, some lady handed her a tambourine right when she walked in. I don't think that would fly in a black church. I think that's normal, <laughs> Is that no? normal? I feel like that's a little I normal. I don't know. Like at a small Baptist church. Oh, I haven't been to a small Baptist church in a very long time. Yeah, I feel like at a small Baptist church, they may hand you like a tambourine as a, like a sign of like, oh, you're welcome here, like kind of thing. I don't I don't think it was too weird. I don't know, because she wasn't on beat. <laughs> she is a uh, white Tino, no? Yes, and, and she was distracted, I guess, mm-hmm. by seeing her father. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> well, she stays after at the end, and he's like, um, can I help you? And first she's just like staring and then she's like pulls out this picture of her and Emma and she was like, um, like when they were younger, she's like, this is me, Linda, and my sister Emma. Do you know who I am? It's sick that he didn't even like recognize them. I was like, it looks like a little bit when he saw the picture, like at first, mm-hmm. like his face kind of fell a teeny bit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe, I was like, not sure. Maybe he knew. Because I'm like, if they were that old when he left... I'm like, you don't remember, like, the sur- look in their eyes? Surely, like, he remembered that photo. Yeah, the photo. And I'm just like, I... At least for me, I'm like, I never forget anyone's... I Like, you look at somebody and you know if you know them kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, hypothetically, Lynn should look like the girl in the picture. The girl, yeah. So it's like, put more, two and two together, man. But I think he did, because then the next scene when they're together... He was like, oh, like, I should have tried harder to see you. Like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have let Vidalia scare me away so easily. And Lynn's like, she scared you away? And he was like, yeah, but, you know, I didn't always walk this path of righteousness. I was a bad man. And I was like, what's that What did you do? What does that mean? One details. He he didn't give details this whole time. He was just like, I'm a bad man. I did bad. Like, what were the things? Very vague. 
very vague. And he talks about how he wasn't a good husband to her, their mother and wasn't a good father. And then Vidalia apparently told him to stay away. And he thought that maybe that Vidalia knew better than him and that it was probably for the best. But now he like regrets it. And he's like, it's not God's will to have a father separated from his children. I'm like, mm, depending. Yeah, I'm like, we don't really know what you did. So maybe it was for the best. Yeah, I'm like, if you're abusive, if you're abusive, I think the Lord would want you to stay away. Yeah, I'm like, you weren't a good husband or a father. So like, what were you doing? Hmm. I need to know. But then like, Lynn is like, oh, like, I mean, we turned out fine. And she shows him like recent pictures of her and Emma. And she's like touching the locket she's wearing that she got from Don Foley's place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, like, where did you get that locket at? Like, she threw it out. And she was like, oh, my W locket? And he was like, no, this is two Vs for Victor and Vita. Like, I gave it to your mom a while ago. And he somehow he wishes things had ended differently, but everything happened for a reason. Like, if he, if she didn't deport him, then, like, he wouldn't be here today. I still think it's weird that Lynn picked up that necklace out of the dead man's house. Yes, and it's just, like, wearing it like it was hers. I wish that they had, like, another way that she came in contact with this necklace. Maybe. Like, maybe if it was found in their house, sure. But I'm, it's still unclear to me why it was found in that man's house. Yeah. Probably an answer we'll never And I hope we get. do get the answer because I'm like, that is a little bit of a hole for me. I don't know. It's like a small detail. It's a small detail, but it's kind of bugging me. Because I'm like, okay, Lynn obviously believes in the metaphysical and supernatural. Why are you picking up a random locket that obviously has energy attached to it from a dead man's house? Like, those are just things that you don't do if you believe in, like, metaphysical, spiritual stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe she just felt, like, called to it or, Mm. I don't know. Maybe she just felt a pull to it and was like, oh, like, this is, I need to have this. Just want to know why. And Vita has been haunting them. True. (laughs) But she apparently didn't know that Vita had their dad deported, but... He explains that Vita didn't know that immigration was going to be involved. She only thought that she was calling the police. And Lynn and us was like, well, why was she calling the police? Okay, why were you calling the police? And he was like, I had misbehaved. Like, I get it now. And I'm like, what do you mean? So I was like, at the time, you didn't think you misbehaved, but now you realize you did? And I'm like, did you hit them? And I'm like, what could you have done that you didn't realize back then was bad, but you realize now is bad? All I can think of is, like, him beating Vita. Yeah, I'm like, it's something abusive for Lady. Yeah, because I'm like, why else would she call the police? Like, why else should we get them involved? Especially, and Lynn brings this up too, knowing his status. Like, they must have been very bad. I'm thinking maybe he was, like, maybe he was, like, a hard drug addict or something. Mm, Could be too. Because maybe he wasn't, well, mm, I'm like, maybe he wasn't necessarily violent, but... Mm. I don't, I don't know. But I'm also like something that traumatic, like also why doesn't Lynn remember? Like why? So I'm like, it must yeah, have been very, Yeah, because they were like traumatic. young. I don't know. And maybe like they kind of hid stuff from mm. the kids a bit. So they didn't know the whole story. Fair. Yeah. But she was like, like she had to have known like something like that could have happened with your status. And he's just like, you know, like it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I spent a long time talking to God about it and I stopped blaming myself or Vita and I forgive her. And Lynn said, you know what? I don't. I always thought, well, for until now, I was like, oh, I thought she was talking about like she doesn't forgive her father, but I'm like, oh, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't her forgive Vita for lying about their dad being dead. I can't say 
that she's the villain in the situation because we don't know enough detail. Yeah, without knowing the full story, I cannot say if she was in the wrong or not for telling y'all he died. Yeah, can't tell. Because if he did something so heinous that, that it she said, no, nah, y'all just need to think he's dead. Yeah, it must have been really heinous. And I don't trust men. And I'm know. like, he said he was a bad father and a bad husband. So I'm like, so he definitely did something to the kids as well as Vita. So, or I'm like, maybe he was just like neglectful or something. To call the police on somebody who's neglectful, there's deadbeat dads all the time. I don't know. You just man. put that nigga on child support. <laughs> you know? For real. Whole time she could have had child support. <laughs> <laughs> Not Vita being a pygmy. <laughs> but yeah, to the fact that you don't even want to receive money from this man, yeah, I need to know what. Yeah, it, it had to be devious. But we cut in the next scene to Mari biking around the neighborhood, and then she happens to witness Ice uh, detaining someone pretty forcefully. So she pulls out her phone to record and is asking the woman on the sidewalk if they asked for a warrant. And the lady's like, no, they just came in and like broke the window and they yanked him out and she's hysterical and crying. Mm-hmm. And Mari uh, calls out and is like, you're violating this man's right to due process. And the Ice people were like, a uh, little lesson for you, non-citizens don't get due process. And she's, like, arguing with them, and, like, she knows her rights, and she sees a Hispanic ice guy, and she's like, yo, are you serious? You're fucking gente. Like, you're one of us, and this is what you're doing, and he just kind of, like... Yeah, and Mari's just, like, yelling. She's like, you fucking self-hating Mexican, and <laughs> I was like, literally all she can do was, like, yell at them and drive away. Yeah. And it was like, damn, like, I know she feels so helpless. And powerless, yeah, because, like, this is the second time. The second time what? Because before with Yoli, um, she only kind of recorded when oh, yeah, she yeah, was getting that beat she up. couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dang. I feel like this one was kind of worse though. Mm-hmm. She barges back to the vigilantes meeting, yelling about it, and um, talks about like how it was just like so close, and all she could do was stand there. And Yoli's like, "Oh, like what happened?" And then she shows in the video. And then Yoli's like, oh, he's probably at the detention center in Alameda by now. And Mari talks about, like, we need to show up there right now and do a paro. And, of course, the guy who recorded Lynn painting the wall, he's like, we're not doing anything right now. And I'm like, that's so on brand for him. Yeah, I was like, you're so anti. Just anti. And not in a good way either. Yeah, he was just like, like, this is something that needs to be discussed in we're just like, what? And Yoli's like, why not? Like, we could do something. And he was like, first of all, you shouldn't risk it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Someone had to say it. I was like, I was like, has no one said, like, girl, your DACA status? It, yeah. <laughs> like, I know she she said she doesn't want to be, like, the DACA poster child, but. Yeah. She was like, I've been to plenty of protests. And I'm like, okay, but it's still each dangerous. time it, could be the, the time. Yeah. It makes it dangerous, girl. But it's, it's your life. It's your life. You do what you do. And then some somebody else is like, like we should discuss the different actions to take. And Mari's giving ideas. She's like, we could stop traffic on the freeway and put like this big banner with this name on it over the Broadway overpass. We got cameras on us tonight. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, oh, let's do a GoFundMe. And we're like, a fucking GoFundMe. <laughs> and then Mikey is like, let's do a hunger strike. And everybody's like, a hunger strike. A hunger strike. This unhelpful ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and Mari's like, nah, like, we need to do something right now. And Mike, the guy's name is Mikey. He's like, um, like we need to vote, okay? And she's like, vote for what? And somebody's like, this is a collective, okay? Like, what? Like, are we voting on particular action or voting to keep discussing action? <laughs> and I'm it, like, it's this, a mess. This scene gave unorganized. It gave poser. It gave like 
I don't know. I just feel like with a name like Vigilantes, like... It, like, sounds like they they should be about it. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like they don't exactly have the same energy. And Mario's just like, fuck this. Like, I'm out of here. She kicked the chair and left. And somebody's in the background talking about, like, let's do the GoFundMe option. Like, yeah. like we can tweet it out right now. And, and everyone like, was agreeing. They were like, yeah, let's do it. And they just love GoFundMe. And I'm just like, what about physical action right now i understand that the gofundme could be important i'm like it just should be concurrent with like uh in-person action as well yeah i think yoli said um like for it could be for posting his bond yeah it could be posting his bond and like afterwards like i am sure that's a pretty traumatic situation so he's probably not gonna be working to get the car fixed yeah like all these other things so i'm not disagreeing that the gofundme is not helpful or important but he's still in custody yeah it was like i don't know mario was like we need to be taking more action mm-hmm. and part of me was like i want to cut the vigilantes a little slack because they were already in the middle of a meeting mm-hmm. speaking about something else and then mario kind of barged in with in like emergency okay so i'm like okay maybe everyone's discombobulated and you need a minute to collect yourself i was like okay maybe they should discuss what actions maybe <laughs> yeah so that everyone could be on the same page of what the options are, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> it was more for me, the options that they presented was kind of like, they s- seemed nonsensical at the time. Like a hunger strike, like I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, what the fuck is a hunger strike going to do to like, a man who just got detained by ICE? I guess it draws attention to the cause, but I'm also like, if the town already doesn't like you, they're going to be like, then starve. Yeah. And it seems like the general consensus around the town is these people are troublemakers, like, they're no good, blah, 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 blah. They just, like, yeah. draw negative attention. That That's what it seems like to me, just based off of, like, Johnny and Lynn, how they describe the town, how they describe the vigilantes. Yeah. But I'm like, I I don't want to take that as what everybody thinks, because I need to hear more perspectives. Like, maybe the rest of the community doesn't feel mm-hmm. the same. Maybe it's, like, split 50-50. Could be. And then we cut to Eddie, who's at the store, just buying a few things. And then this guy walks in, and we realize it's the guy who had, like, hate-crimed Eddie back in season one. Mm -hmm. And I think she's, like, having a panic attack. Like, she can't breathe, and she just, like, runs out the store. doesn't even buy her stuff. And then we're at the bar, and Eddie walks in right when um, Emma and Nico are about to have a conversation, which I'm kind of sad got interrupted, but whatever. (laughs) And she, Eddie walks in, like, still, like, not barely being able to breathe. And he goes, like, well, you need to sit down. You need something to eat. She's like, I'll bring you some nuts or whatever. And Emma brings her some water. And she looks scared as shit. Eyes was wide open when <laughs> Emma walked over with that water. I was like, you think she's going to punch you right now? Like, at this time of dire need, she's not an evil person. Like, come on. I was like, she's not a monster. <laughs> and Emma was just like, you were right. He was alive. And Eddie said, you saw him? And she said, no, and I don't want to. And then we kind of, like, I think this is semi-apology-ish. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, you know, like, you can stay as long as you want, Eddie. And Emma walks away, and Eddie lets out this big-ass sigh of relief. I'm like, was you holding your breath the whole time she sat next to you? Was it that deep? <laughs> I just feel like Emma is not a threat, like, how this show kind of She's tries not. to make it out to be. Like, Eddie's thinks that Emma's the big, bad wolf, and yeah. she's gonna blow her house down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's not that deep like she said a few choice words to you yes i think all of this could just be solved with communication literally literally a conversation yeah a conversation love <laughs> a simple conversation let's have a chat <laughs> could have solved this whole shit eddie could have been back in the house in like a week 
Yeah. It's I, not making sense to me. I guess they needed to draw it out so that she could talk to Rocky and get the lawyer information. So yeah. I understand why the choice was made. I think that... I think that it makes sense with the direction of the show, like finding out the father and stuff like that. So I'm like, I see where it fit in, why she had to be scared of her for so long. Um, I don't know. I think the same thing could have happened without her being scared. Like it could have been like, like she, yeah, she could have been angry or just like, oh, like fuck you, like I don't like you because you basically kicked me out. Like yeah, it could be that. Just like damn, Eddie, why you a little bitch boy? Like yeah, it did give it did give I'm a bitch, (laughs) but also she just lost her wife, who she found out wasn't her wife. I guess I think her feelings towards her wife are changing very quickly. Very quickly. But then we get to Lynn going to Johnny's shop with this little I don't know what it's called little fruit cup thing. (laughs) <laughs> and then she almost like chickens out and walks away but then johnny sees her and she's like okay like before you say anything this huge thing just happened to me and the only person i thought to come to was you but like but then i felt so selfish because of your dad and da-da-da-da. and i'm like so why are you here, here then? and why are you telling him this okay and she goes into it anyway she's like i saw my dad in the flesh undead and vita lied about him dying how could she all these years and he was like there and he's like well that's fucked up like <laughs> I mean, I think he was, I don't think he was annoyed that she was there. I don't know. It mm. seemed like he was okay with it. That's true. He did surface. just cry in her lap. True. Last episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I also wish the storyline would die. Yeah, I'm just sick of it. Because I'm like, don't you have a boyfriend with the congressman? Like, We ain't oh, seen him in two, three episodes. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, did the mom run you out of there that quickly? Like, what? what's going on with that? I don't know. It's clearly not that serious. She said she said she would be his girl on a whim. Um, but I'm like, you <laughs> met his parents. No? That's not serious, y'all? Okay. Some people be meeting parents just willy-nilly. <laughs> but then she was like, oh, like I'm sorry. I'm coming here with all my stuff, and you're still grieving and dealing with anything. Like I just didn't have anyone else to tell. You wouldn't go to Marcos, your emotional support gay? Yeah. I just, like, I'm, like, there's other ways that Lynn can have a storyline than being connected with Johnny. I'm just, like, I would like to see Johnny and Mari interact, and that would be his connection. Because I'm, like, yeah. we've gone through this, like, twice where they're, like, we're done with each other. And it's just, like... <sighs> the shit never dies. Because I'm, like, she could have went back to Marco's. She could have confided... Her and Eddie are friends now, too. And Eddie, like... I guess... Or at least they they talk to each other, and she was like, I don't hate you. So I'm like, she could have even confided in Eddie and given Eddie and True. Lynn, like, a more direct line of association in the show. I think yeah. that the Johnny connection is a little lazy. It's tired. Um, it's something comfortable to fall back on, but, like, for me, the viewer, I'm just not seeing like why we have to keep saying we're ending things and then coming back to them and there's like nothing interesting about them together yeah they're not like doing any crazy adventure or like they're not having they're not having like crazy deep conversations conversations that make you think yeah it's just two airheads yeah in a relationship what's special about that (laughs) and i think it would have made sense for lynn to like confide in eddie especially since eddie brought her the information exactly so and eddie is also hurt by this information so you all can share in that hurt together instead of unloading your hurt onto johnny who just lost his father yeah like if lynn was becoming someone for johnny to confide in that would be different but yeah 
It's problem number 532 with Lynn. <laughs> and Lynn is just venting to Johnny about how, like, Emma doesn't think it's a big deal and she's so interested in having anything to do with him and she thinks it's so weird to her. And he's like, maybe you're just supposed to have your dad to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he was like, look, like, I had a long time to get to know my dad and I just didn't do it. Didn't really want to know him and he didn't really want to know me. So, like, if you have the chance to know your dad and he wants to know you, maybe you should take that chance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I guess, but not you not knowing shit about your dad, for real, for real. And and they talk about it later in the show, but the dad left everything to him. Yeah, sick. A sickness love. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you mean to tell me you and your son have no connection, really? And he left everything to you. Said, fuck Mari. Pharrell said, fuck Mari. She was like, even after, like, I was his fucking nurse, his maid, and his cook, he couldn't even leave me a piece of that house. Because mm-hmm. Mari had, um, saw this, like, little card thing from, like, a realtor, and he was like, oh, like, this is from some lady who dropped this off and offered us 500k for the house. Which I think is lowballing it, but... I don't know. That sounds like a lot of money. But I guess LA, LA prices are different. No. <laughs> I was like, Maryland prices, that's a little richy rich. Yeah. <laughs> L.A., very different. Especially a detached house in L.A., I'm sorry. Yeah, especially in a, in a quote, up-and-coming neighborhood. 7,500K or nothing. They're lowballing them for sure yes. to flip that shit. And Mari was like, you told her to fuck off, right? And he was like, I didn't tell her anything because I don't know what I'm doing with the house. And she said, "You, what are you doing? You mean we? Because we would have to talk and I would say, fuck that. And he was like, you wouldn't get a say because your name's not on the house. And that is so wild. Sickening. I would really say fuck that old man and forget about him. <laughs> I know she loved her dad or whatever, but that's... Yeah, truly a sickness. He was like, yeah, like, dad left all the responsibility, his debt, everything, all to me. And we're just like, damn. Not the debt. I was like, how are you... I don't, like... Patriarchy is truly a, the hardest drug because how can you have a son who was, like, barely even involved, who you don't even want to get to know... And, and then you have leave. your other kid is actually the one caring for you and mm-hmm. knows your actually knows your medical history and you give her nothing and you give this uninvolved son everything. Can we talk about how you have to transfer your debt when you die? Shit. The way <laughs> Can't catch me. I'm not gonna have no, no descendants ki- to drop. Exactly. <laughs> Can't catch me, America. Period. This debt dies with me. It, this is the end of the line. <laughs> but yeah, so like Mari's just like coming to terms with like, damn, that piece of shit ain't leave mm-hmm. me nothing. And Johnny was just like, Mari, you know how he was. And I'm like, that's not an excuse. That's not a good excuse. It's not a good excuse. And Mari's just like, yeah. And just, like, runs upstairs. And I'm just like, ugh, Mari can't catch a break. Yeah, she's been going through it for a couple episodes. I'm hoping she has a good, like, arc coming. Ending? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You know what? Sometimes characters just have a bad ending. I don't know. These This three episodes left is giving unfinished plot points. Yeah, a lot. That's what I'm anticipating, honestly. I cannot <laughs> fault them for it, though. Fucking COVID. Fucking COVID. So I will not be as harsh. I will dislike it, but I... I'll we'll cut you a, a little bit of slack. I'll tell you what I wanted you to do. <laughs> Back at the bar, Nico and Emma are nowhere to be found. So Eddie steps up and starts serving customers. And then Lynn comes in. She's like, oh, Eddie, you're back. Like, does that mean you cleared things up with Emma? And she's like, uh, something like that. I just saw that you guys needed help. 
So uh, Lynn thanks her, and then she gives her some insider info. Um, she was like, don't tell anyone, like, because I think she can probably sue us, but now that they broke up, I bet Emma was going to fire Nico. And Eddie was like, uh, those two were together? <laughs> and Emma is obviously in denial, but then Eddie's like, hold up, Emma's a lesbian? And I'm <laughs> And the fact that she didn't know this entire time. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was like, I guess not since she kind of left and Emma don't be speaking like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, there might've been a Baco the handyman in there too. So what is that? Bye, queer. Screaming. <laughs> Eddie looked really shocked Eddie though. Eddie was just shocked. She's like, like, damn, that bitch is gay. <laughs> I did. And I'm like, I wonder if this would have been another storyline to connect Eddie and Emma because I'm like, yep. fucking COVID takes everything that I like away from me, obviously. <laughs> But I'm like, if Eddie and Emma could have connected on this gay plot point, that would be another storyline that would be really interesting to see. Like, older yeah. and younger generation lesbians. Like, we don't get a lot of that scene. We typically only see, like, the lives of younger lesbians. So I'm like, that would be interesting to see. Maybe Eddie has, like, some older gay friends that she can introduce Emma to, like, and they tell yeah. her about life and how to handle heartbreak and all this other shit. Like, you know? Yeah, but I'm like, Cause that's not the show they set out to write. Those aren't the characters we have here. No, I'm just saying that could have ended because yeah. of COVID. Like, maybe possibly that would have happened or something. I guess. I don't know. Like, I wasn't, like, I was not confused, but I was like, why didn't they show stuff like that before? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't they let it be known that yeah. Emma was Emma was gay sooner to Eddie? Yeah, I feel like that would have been a good connection point to, like, yeah. let on earlier. And maybe they could have got along a little bit better, but mm-hmm. I guess... Is that the plot, that they don't get along? <laughs> Whatever. And I don't even think that they don't get along. I just think they have bad communication issues. Yeah, just bad communication. But then, speaking of bad communication... Here comes Nico. Here comes Nico, back in the bar. And she's like, oh, like, glad to have Eddie back. And she's explaining, like, this fancy drink. And she got this premix and all this. And Marco comes into the bar and is like, oh, like, Lynn mentioned this special margarita. Let me get that. And Nico makes the drink, and then it's kind of extra. He sniffs it, and it's like, um, like, what's this? This is a little too involved for me. Sorry. Like, can I just get something regular? And I don't know. Nico's being weird, and it's just like, no. I pre-made the mix. <laughs> and he was like, okay, can I get a Tecate then? And she was like, yeah, no. I was like, oh, Nico's serious. <laughs> I'm like, isn't the customer always right? Right. I was like, the fuck? And she was like, actually, I want to watch you drink that. Tell me it's bad. That's weird. Because I was like, okay, like, you're going through it tonight, huh? <laughs> and then Emma steps in and is like, Nico, like, gives her a look. And she's like, I'll get you a Tecate. And then Marcos is like, oh, no, nah, that's cool. Like, I don't need this after all. And then he leaves. And Emma's like, what was that, Nico? <laughs> and Nico's like, I don't know. Like, listen, I'm not feeling, I'm not dealing well with this whole, like, I'm having a hard time being in the space with you. I'm going back to old patterns, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what patterns? Because I genuinely think she cares still for Nico. Yeah. And she said it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, don't act like you fucking care now. You canceled us with no discussion, no conversation. You wouldn't hear me out. So don't act like this matters to you. And Emma's like, "Mm, Nico, you matter to me. Like, yeah, she was like, you don't not matter to me. But I was also like, did she need to hear her, her out though? Like, what else was there to hear? Like, you're married. You're married and you've been lying about it this whole time. What else is there to hear? I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to hear anything else either. It's, Emma was like, there's nothing else to hear. Like, you lied to me. I don't want to date somebody who's married. That's her, that's her right. Yeah. Like, fuck the situation. 
Like, maybe she would have been with it if you had been yeah. up front from the beginning. You'll never know because you didn't give her that choice. Mm. It was it was selfish on Nico's end. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, like Zoe said last episode, she was like, you just like to use people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, mm. were you using Emma? Yeah. Just like she suspected earlier, she was like, what are we? It Clearly, you was Nico's plaything. Hey. Hmm. Hate to see it. Because she really gave her an open to opportunity to answer that question, too. Yep. And especially, like, the first time that they, like, when she first saw Zoe, there was your chance to clear the air 100%. And was like, we're still married, but it's nothing, like... Yeah. Or even or maybe when, it would have ended right there, but... But I'm like, Emma also gave her ample opportunity to answer the question, like, what are we? And I'm like, she could have just been like, I just want to keep this casual. I don't want this to be anything serious. Yeah, she could have said that. Before Emma caught feelings and got involved. That's why I'm like, I don't give Nico the benefit of the doubt. I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. Because it was like, Emma would be cool with it just being casual. She would have been able to adjust her feelings. But when you don't outright say that, oh, this is just casual, or you behave in such a manner that it becomes very obvious, because people can tell your intentions and your energy, it becomes very obvious like you like me a little bit more than you're letting on. People adjust themselves to like, be equal with that yeah and we can see how easily emma can like at least visually like control her emotions and mm-hmm. how she speaks so she could have been like writing these feelings in exactly real quick. exactly but nico was just like hey you know what like if you don't mind since you got eddie here could you come here early tonight i gotta get my head on straight like i promise i'll be back tomorrow we'll reset and i'll be ready to act like the person you hired so and she was just go. like yeah of course and i'm like why don't you quit first off you lying liar <laughs> and the moral of the story here is really don't date your co-workers i mean i believe i've said this before i guess but i'm like if you were in that same situation would you have not pursued it i'm not in the show <laughs> i'm not in the show you're like don't date your co-workers but you know i definitely did have a crush on my co-worker uh at the pizza hut throwback to that light-skinned boy i found him on tiktok ah! <laughs> i found him on tiktok he, we follow each other i was like should i make a move but no. never never mind um <laughs> yeah but like don't date your co-workers like or at least don't have a boss employee relationship because when you break up it gets weird yeah like yeah, the boss employee thing if you really love me weird. quit if you really care. If you really want me, quit. <laughs> or we can date after we quit. You know what I mean? Like, we're g- both probably going to quit this job, or at least I am. So, <laughs> yeah, like, because then it becomes, I see you at work, I see you at home, I don't have an escape for you, and then yeah. both of those places are ruined when you break up. It's terrible. Yeah. Don't date your coworkers. Don't date your coworkers. If possible. If you want to date one of your coworkers, simply apply for another job before you date them. I'm so serious too. <laughs> like just switch locations or something. Like if you really feel that strongly about someone, ask to get switched to another location if you can. Yeah. Or if y'all you work at like a big place and they work on like the other side of the office and you never see them anyway. Yeah, or like try not to get scheduled together or something yeah. just so it makes it less awkward. But Eddie walks by in the bar and sees a picture of her and Vita on their wedding day. And then she tears it up. And I'm like, good on you, Eddie. Yeah, I think she's like, she's in her fuck Vita bag. (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so. Rightfully so. She's like, this bitch lied. Like, like, it was one thing to lie to the kids while they were kids. But you lied to your wife? 
Like, first off, your fiance, you didn't even tell her y'all couldn't get legally married. Could easily have told her in the beginning, I'm still married to, because I think that's very common in the gay community. Like, hey, I'm still married to my husband. I obviously have no feelings for this man. Yeah. But we're legally married for such and such a reason. Yeah. Like, I think she could have told Eddie. Like, even, I guess maybe she wanted to forget about it. She was just like, oh, he's just gone. He's gone. She, I don't think she ever explicitly told Eddie that he was dead, dead. But no, I think Eddie or said, did he? yeah, I did think she? she did. I think Eddie said that she said that he was dead. Okay. Cause I remember in that the episode with Rocky and the lawyer, I think Eddie just said, all she said was that he was gone. She probably, maybe she took that to mean dead. She should have clarified. Vita should have clarified. Nah, Vita knew that what she was saying would, uh, someone else would imply as saying he was dead. I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck you, didn't she have cancer? I don't know what she had that. She had like a disease. So I'm like, okay, you, not to sound uncompassionate, but you knew you were going to die, right? But wait, I think she got sick after they got married. She got sick after they got married, but there was still a time period for her to come clean before she died. true. Yeah, she could have when she died. Or maybe she was just like, I'm taking this to the grave with me. (sighs) And honestly, I don't blame her for that. If she was like, I got away with it this long, it probably won't come back to to bite Not anybody. Not a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> yeah, she just... She said, I got away with it. Yeah. Shit, that'd be me. If I'm on my deathbed about to get away with some shit, y'all ain't hearing a peep from me. Oh, you're sick. <laughs> what secret are you taking to the grave? I guess you can't tell me. Nope. Damn. <laughs> I don't have, like, a secret that I'm taking to the grave, though. Yeah, I haven't had anything where I'm just like, no one can hear of this ever. Yeah, not yet. I know it's coming, but... Uh, Right, we're young. We still have plenty of time to... Plenty of time to do devious things. (laughs) To live and experience that that secret we're taking to the grave. (laughs) But I would hope the secret doesn't involve other people, you know? Yeah, something not devious. Mm -hmm. Maybe something just really embarrassing. Yeah, probably something just really embarrassing. (laughs) Back to the story. Emma in- tells Eddie to mind the bar while she goes out and takes a cigarette break. And guess who we see in the car outside? Nico and fucking Zoe munching on each other's bottom Literally, lips. Literally. Zoe's like caressing her face and they're like kissing. And I'm, we're just like, what the fuck? And Plot p- twist. Poor Emma has to see that when she's trying to relax on her smoke break. I'm sorry. Couldn't be me. She's better than me because I definitely want to kick that window open. I definitely would have been banging Man. on that door like a banshee. You hear me? Not because like, remember Emma's like, we were never really together. So she's like, you know uh, what? Like uh, we're done anyway. Like I don't even need to do nothing. No, not even on some we're done shit. It's because you lied again. You know what I mean? True. You were like, there's nothing happening with me and Zoe. You wanted me to hear you out. So you were going to gaslight and lie to me again. Yep. And that's what I would be mad about. You know? Yeah. Part of me wonders if maybe her and Zoe were done, but she called Zoe up right now because she knew that if she, like, came crying to Zoe, Zoe would be there for her. Which, so I'm like, maybe that's true, but maybe the other part that they were never done is also true. But also, my take on it is, why are you using people as playthings? So you're, Zoe was right again. Yep. Using people. You use people as playthings. You're a user. And also, Zoe, you're a clown because you picked up the phone and went back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, if I saw I saw this person who I'm married to and I'm saying that we're not done and this person's macking on somebody else, I'm not, I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not picking up the phone. Yeah. I don't know. They just seem like a mess. Very toxic. Very toxic. Very, very toxic. toxic. 
and Lynn had walked out and also saw them in the car, and she was just like, see, fuck boy. Nico does have the hey mama's fuck boy look, though. I, we should have seen it coming from the beginning. Should have seen it coming from the beginning. Man. It'd it be after the fact, and then you'd be like, damn. Yep. Well, I have, like, doesn't Nico have like a, a bunch of tattoos, or no? I don't think a bunch. I can't recall. You know what? Anyone with tattoos... Uh, um, <laughs> I don't trust y'all. I have three. I don't trust y'all. <laughs> I don't trust y'all. No, I'm half kidding. But yeah, it's like after the fact and you'd be like, damn, like, how did I not see that you were very obviously a fuck boy? Yeah. It's like, damn, all the signs are there in hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Man. But then, uh, Lynn and Emma go back up to the roof and they're just like under a one blanket. And Lynn is just like, you don't deserve that. And Emma's, like, beating herself up. She's like, I don't actually have the right to feel this way. Like, I'm just angry with myself that I, like, probably even let this happen. And Linda's like, no, like, any way you slice it, Nico broke your trust. Which is and true. Yes, I was like, she absolutely broke your trust, relationship or not, title or not. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you deserve the truth. And then she decides to tell her that she saw their dad today. And she was like, I figured out where his church was. I went to meet him. And, like, mom made him stay. Like, he wanted to see us this whole time. And Emma's like, um, I thought we said we weren't going to see him. And Lynn's like, you said you weren't going to see him. Yep. And you made that decision for both of us, which is true. And she's like, I don't want to let Vita do any more damage. Like, I have a second chance to get to know him. And he wants to get to know me, too. And he wants to get to know the both of us. And, like, and she tells Emma straight up, like, I don't want to fight. Like, this isn't, this isn't something that I want to argue with you about. I just want to see my dad. Which is her right. Like, especially since they're quote-unquote orphans now. Oh, yeah, I guess they're not orphans anymore. I guess they're not orphans anymore. But, yeah, I guess she wants to know, get to know her dad before he dies. She hasn't seen him in a long time. Yeah, and now she's like, this is my second chance. Mm-hmm. And Emma's just like, this isn't a fight, Lynn. Like, you can do whatever you want. And she says, like, I just still want us to be good, okay? And then she says she's going to head downstairs. And then Emma's, like, lighting her cigarette. And why is Vita showing up behind her? The villain. I want... I want closure and clarity of why Vita keeps popping up in this white dress. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, like her spirit is lingering. Like, what? Are She's you in purgatory. Give the some messages. She's got to be in purgatory <laughs> from all her devious behavior. I don't know, because then even like Emma turned around and was like, who was there? Like, she could sense that she was back mm-hmm. there. And I'm just like, what is your purpose? Are you going to give these girls some answers or not? Nah? No, she's just going to haunt them. Man, if you don't let these girls know the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but it. And nothing but the truth. And then, that's how the episode ends. Yeah, typical Vita fashion. Um, with the music with the fade music out. With the music fade out. <laughs> you know, I don't mind that they always have a typical music fade out. You know, it's consistent. It's I, consistent. I like consistency. Mm-hmm. I know how the episode starts and I know how it ends. Yeah, they have a format. Exactly. What do you think is going to happen in the next episode? Hmm maybe something with Mari and vigilantes mm-hmm. i want to see some action i think they might break up like Mari might leave oh i don't know maybe so this is like her second run in with them i don't know i think she's gonna true. have one more and they're gonna be like you know what bitch you like, gotta get go. the fuck out <laughs> true because you know it kind of seems like Mari is like the hothead of everyone in the group and mm-hmm. everyone else is like okay not this like super radical girl mm-hmm. you know and i'm like aren't y'all supposed Who'd to be, be super radical, radical? Or maybe I'm projecting. I don't know. Y'all didn't state your mission statement. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't gotten any information on you guys besides you meet in some abandoned warehouse. Also, where did shitty act this guy go? 
Yeah, he kind of just disappeared. Maybe taking characters out. And, and we'd be forgetting about him, too. Make sure he'd be taking characters out. Because <laughs> what was the last scene with, with her and him? He got beat up, and then he said, we need some space. I guess he meant space from everybody, then. Oh, yeah. Because I, I don't even the last scene was that. Good. You know what? Yeah, Get your good. abuser ass out of here. I wish that we maybe would have seen them, like, hold him accountable, maybe. Yeah, I wanted to see some consequences. Yeah, I did want to see some consequences. Because Mari, like, fucking got kicked out of her house, and her dad died, and she didn't even get to see him because he kicked her out of the house because of what you did. Yeah, and it's, like, very clear that she mm. wasn't paying attention when he was recording, probably didn't ask for permission, like, that we saw that he didn't ask for permission. So I would have liked to see, like, some community accountability there. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know, maybe... I guess this is realistic, actually. Yeah. I think we'll get more dad information. I think Eddie's actually going to confront the father, too. Ooh, I kind of want to see that. Let's get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get angry. Let's yell in people's faces. I don't think she's going to yell. I think she's going to be a bitch about it and be like, I'm Vita's wife. I don't know. I'm like, what does she have to say to him, though? Like, he I was not she... involved in their whole relationship. I just think she wants to be known. Like, True. Or maybe she, like... Maybe it'll get some kind of closure with mm-hmm. Vita, like knowing more about their history. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Because I sure want to know. Yeah. I still want details. I hope that they give us details yes, before the... details. Before the series ends about what he did. That's my major plot point that I would like to close yes. up. Yes. We must know what he did specifically. I also hope that Nico doesn't come back to the bar. I mean, she said she was coming back. I, but I, you know, you think Emma's gonna fire her on the spot? I would. I kicked that bitch in the teeth. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then Lynn, Lynn was like, she could probably sue them though. If she fired? No, I'm not yeah. saying get like, fired. They... But I just hope that she's like, you know what? I don't even want to fucking work there anymore. Like, oh, I, and she just quits. She just like walks off the job. Like, call doesn't no call so. junk show. I hope so. Don't yeah. Show your face here again, Nico. Yeah. Do a no call no show, Nico ghost (laughs) yeah just ghost the job i think that would be a good exit point honestly yeah i don't know maybe not ghost per se but at least a goodbye be like all right this isn't gonna work so i'm gonna leave but i'm really dead that nico was taking it harder than emma yeah and it's always the ones in the wrong always the ones in the wrong huh interesting (laughs) but also she's kind of manipulative and I think that yeah. it might be a ploy of the manipulation to be seeming like she's taking it hard when she's in Emma's face so that Emma, like, feels bad for her. Interesting. That's what it's giving. Because I'm like, she sure what, when she was biting on uh, Zoe's tongue, she didn't look too <laughs> concerned about what Emma think, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, caressing someone's face, it gives, like, I was crying and now I'm trying to comfort you. Yeah. So I'm like, who knows what she told Zoe and was like crying to Zoe. Yeah. Like, who oh, knows? like blah blah blah, Emma and who who knows what she was saying. Master manipulator. Yeah. The both of them. The both of them. You're you know, have her then. Y'all were made for each other. Yeah. Very toxic. <laughs> That's why I won't date any more bitches that have exes. You can't. Like you can't. You I'm might sorry. be dating nobody like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. If you still know your ex can't date you. Like, it's still in contact? Yeah, if you're still in contact, uh-uh, uh No. I mean, that's also gonna be hard to find with the gays. Um, Am I the only gay person that does not be in contact with my exes? 
Were you not still I, in contact with your ex after y'all broke up? No, not really. We don't talk. A little bit here and Oh, here and there, but not like... like not I talk, like talking, talking? Like, yeah, like it was like a happy okay. Thanksgiving because I sent everyone in my phone like a happy Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Okay. <clears throat> like that's fine. Like if you're like cordial, but like people be really like talking to their exes like they're friends. And I'm like, that's a little weird to me. I mean, sometimes niggas be friends. Sometimes niggas be friends. Or they were like, you know, we were actually better this way. We shouldn't have been together. Fair. I just won't be involved. It it seems like it'd be causing a little too much. It's drama. There's always gonna be some drama. Like drama. You gonna be alone forever if you if those are your rules. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. If I'm better off alone than <laughs> with someone. Me. I'd be like, like, you know what? I like my company. I like myself. I would fuck myself. <laughs> yeah. If, you know what? That's just one of my boundaries and one of the things that I want in a person. <laughs> there is someone else out there that exes... That has no ex or does, is not friends with their ex? Yeah, like, I'm like, just, I don't know. I'm just never friend. Like, I'll talk to them, like, here and there and in passing. I'm like, oh, how are you? Like, hope you're doing well. But, like, FaceTiming and shit? Nah. If you FaceTime, your ex yeah. can't, can't be with you. Yeah. I have no exes, but I imagine I would not speak to them. There's no reason to. Yeah, for what? <laughs> Like, I used to be one of those pre- those people who was like, oh, I want to stay friends with my exes, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, like, no. Why? Why? What do I gain from this? What, like, do we need this connection? Yeah, do we need this connection? No. It's like, I still have respect for you, love for you, but... Yeah, from afar. From afar, yeah. <laughs> giving very much that. This week in Dumb Bitch News, we got some real dumb bitches in the house. We got some real, real dumb, dumb bitches, bitches in the house. house. Where do I start? Because I have a lot this week. Man, and I ain't even add none of this to the list. This was all B. I ain't care about shit this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me start with Lil Mama and this transphobia, homophobia that's going on. Bro, this shit was a mess. <laughs> I really have, I seen it and I tried to ignore it because I was like, you know what? Little Mama is irrelevant anyway. But honestly, it's gone too far. She's starting some heterosexual rights movement. I think it was basically like to defend against LGBT people, quote, bullying bullying the straights. Please. First of all, bitch. Are y'all dying? I'm about to drag. I'm about to drag. First of all, bitch, why is this shit in Comic Sans? How dare you address me in Comic Sans? (laughs) Go to hell, collect $200, do not pass. And, like, I really wanted to ignore it because, like, I know this is just a marketing ploy. Like, she probably has some song that she wants to drop and she's trying to, like, garner promo. Because she did something similar, like, trying to cause controversy when she was about to drop that shoe game, boo game song. So that like, nobody remembers? That nobody remembers. That? <laughs> um, so it's giving very controversial. And I'm like, it's even more giving controversial and it's kind of... It's seeming like you're mad at gay people for not streaming your music tees and we stream all the other rap girls because she had a song where she was voguing and there was very obviously queer coded people as her backup dancers Hmm. and nobody paid that song any attention. (laughs) So I wonder why we we knew we could sense. Exactly. And little mama is just like a washed up 30 something year old suffering from a lack of relevancy post her child stardom. Same with little Bow Wow, who she was like, if I'm transphobic, why am I little Bow Wow? <laughs> that shit um, was so funny though. <laughs> when the friend I first saw it. 
Like, yeah, you know what, bitch, you are little Bow Wow because, like, like Shad Moss, you guys refuse to respectfully bow out of the rap game, and you both think that you're owed respect in the game because your parents signed you up from some local rap competition when you were 12. Like, bloop, you are the same. Bloop. You all are fighting for relevancy when you could gracefully bow out and enjoy regular degular life with your however millions and your royalties that you guys collected from over the years. Yep. Just hold on to the greatest hits, you know? I hope another gay stylist never touches her head with a 10-point pole because this is really, it was really rude and I just, like, I hate when this happens because people have gay stylists, they'll have gay hairdressers, and they talk about they have gay family members, but you still do this shit. So you don't love your family members and you don't respect them. Literally be contradicting themselves constantly. Yeah. And you know what? It's not you. It's us as a society because we made you famous and we continue to make you famous. So it's really our bad. Obviously so. Not me. I just, like, I really tried to ignore it for so long because I was like, this is a very obvious marketing tactic and whatever. And somebody tried to argue the point that, like, they're like, well, she's been, like, the victim of transphobic attacks. I'm like, but who made that? Who said that about her? Not gay people. Not the LGBT community. And... I don't recall, like, were they really transphobic or was it just because she looked like Bow Wow or was it, like, real transphobia? I didn't really There was see probably any... real transphobia. Okay, because I'm like, any of the stuff I saw, it was just a wholesome joke because y'all do resemble each other. I mean, they do look like each y'all other. Y'all could be siblings. They could. They could at least be cousins. <laughs> I think there probably was real transphobia, and I'm not going to deny that, but I'm like, why are you being transphobic in response? And especially because the community didn't even make those transphobic, like, jokes about you. Yeah. I'm like, also anything, wondering... you should probably be mad at the straight men. Yeah. Because they're probably the main ones that be... It, let's talk about it. It definitely would be the main ones. But I'm also wondering, is this her coming at the queer community for using her as a meme? I mean... But I'm like, also... Who is this really going to hurt? Because she was, like, crying about her mother in the meme, and then, like, people took that and... Oh, that from that, that Breakfast Club interview? But that meme's not even used anymore. Yeah. It, it had its time. It had its run. And do I agree that it was disrespectful? Absolutely. I didn't even know where it was from at first. Yeah, it was from the Breakfast Club, and she was talking about her mom and her mom's death. So, like, I'm like, that was disrespectful for people to use that and run with it in that manner. I'll agree on that. But I'm like, you can't even just pin that on gay people. Yeah, because... Like, let's be Who was making the most jokes? Let's be honest. It's not the gay people. I don't... And she really just further ostracized herself because I'm like, who else is listening to lip gloss in big 2021? Gay people. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never seen a cishet person be like, yeah, you know what I want to listen to right now? Like, some little mama. Like, it just doesn't well, happen. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people aren't saying that. Very true. So. Very true. <laughs> and speaking of something a lot of people are saying... We are constantly telling y'all to not support Sean King and other fraudulent, quote, activists attached to the BLM org and et cetera. It's pretty sad the downfall of the Black Lives Matter, like, hashtag. It's very sad to see. Very sad. It's like when you give niggas money, like, no matter what, they're just going to exploit it, huh? Yep. And, like... It's just so devious, like, using, like, the movement like this. It's just, it just adds another layer to it. Because it's, like, niggas trying to, like, get free and shit, and you're 
using it to profit. Yeah, so basically what's happening, Samira Rice and Mike Brown Sr. Um, have been calling out Sean King and, like, his associates with the movement yeah, and, like, the and, like, leader. a bunch of other names. I forget the names. Yeah. Um, I want to say there's, like, a Tamika Mallory. Yeah, Tamika Mallory. Um, and her last name is Abdullah. Um, yeah. I forget her what her first name is. But basically that trifecta, and they're calling them out for, you know, using their children's names and making a profit off of their children's deaths, and essentially, which is very, like, blatant to see what's going on. Yep, and these families saw zero dollars of any of that money. I think there was a clip saying that, like, one of them, I I think the Abdullah one, Mm -hmm. she's, like, light-skinned or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there was somebody, they were like, oh, like, we're raising $5,000 for, I want to say, I forget which mom it was, the one with the L, Lisa something, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. It was her, like, we're raising this money for her son, like, for the funeral cost, $5,000 or whatever. She never saw a penny. Oh, wow. She never saw any of that $5,000. Oh, wow. So where was it going? So, like, they're straight up being like, we're raising money for this. Yeah. I thought it was just, we're putting their name, like, oh, this is the Tamir Rice, like, Foundation Institute, whatever thing. Nah, not just stuff like that. Or, like, how they had Brianna Khan, which is gross. Disrespectful on so many levels. They were selling Brianna Taylor press-on nails. The way they... When capitalism and activism intersect. Yeah. Oof. Um, But yeah, yeah, they were like, there's like all types of shit where they're allegedly like raising money for whatever. And it's like, these families have never seen a penny. Some of them are like dealing with um, homelessness, homelessness, living at hotels, motels. Mm -hmm. Like who, like if you're not helping the families of the people who lost their family members, like, what, what are you doing? Like, what's the point? And Sean King has kind of been quiet for a while, but of course his devious ass, non-black ass is back. Um, Honky Kong apparently raised $4 million for Tamir, in Tamir Rice's name. And then his mom came on Instagram Live and said she's only seen about 60K of that money. And she's like, where did the rest of the money go? Like, what was the $4 million raised for? Because I'm his mother. Yeah, she should have seen all of them. If you was raising it for Tamir Rice... Or putting in a foundation or something. Yeah, they're literally sick. And I think like in like the moms of of some of the people who were killed were like, okay, like we're putting out like illicit demands. Like mm-hmm. we want this, this, and that. Like we want y'all to stop using our kid's name mm-hmm. for your profit. We want y'all to pay us. Like mm-hmm. here's our cash apps. Da 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 da. We want y'all to step down from doing this and that. Mm-hmm. And John King was like, um, I will not step down. And the Abdullah. the light skin lady, yeah, she was also like, I will not step down either. And, and they were talking like, about, and the most heinous part of it was like they were were calling the moms agents of the state, and they were like they're yeah. obviously involved with like the FBI to yep. bring back down the movement. I'm like these parents of children who were killed by the state, and you're gonna say that they're involved with the state? It's literally sick. She was like, anyone would want to stop the movement is if they're working for the state or da da da. And I was like, are you? You see how they adopt the language? Literally, it was it was very just very disgusting honestly and sean king too i was like of course this white man is completely disregarding the, the black woman saying like hey actually can you step down from this keep our kids names out of your mouth yeah and he was like um basically no, no. the movement will continue like what what <laughs> and what is the mo- i'm sorry what is the movement like, doing right now the family of the people who are the reason for the movement are like hey you're not doing this Mm-hmm. The, the way we, we wanted and to these be. parents have not even been involved like how are you gonna have whole stuff set up in their kid's name and not even involve the parents you're like oh don't worry about it i'll take care of it because you're so stressed because your kid is dead i'm like 
How do you know that, though? Because Trayvon Martin's mom has been running for stuff and running foundations and things like mm-hmm. that. And you see, it's also disgusting because I'm I'm like, I remember when Trayvon Martin died, like, his name was everywhere. And it's like, as more deaths have occurred, like, they've kind of thrown him, like, he's kind of like the catalyst martyr. Yeah, I th- he was, like, one of, like, the first few, like, main ones that really got the movement started, like, him, yeah. Mike Brown... Who else? But it's like, like they don't even use their names anymore. Like, they still use their names, but not in the same, like, way that they do. Like, they kind of pick up on whoever's hot. Like, it, yeah. for lack of a better word, I know that sounds terrible and disgusting, but, like, the latest person who's been murdered, that's yeah, who's, who's getting name, the most traction. Exactly. That's whose name is on everything. And I think that also speaks to just how we can no longer trust these people because it's like when you turn a profit from people dying how do I know that you are not working for the state? Or how do I know that you're committed Hello. to ending police brutality when you make a buck off of it? If this is your livelihood, how do I know that you're not in on this anymore? Like, I honestly think Sean King is an FBI agent. Listen, I think there was some situation where he was actually involved in getting someone like arrested. Yeah, I heard about that. And so we're just like, hmm, would an activist want to get someone arrested? Like, I think Sean King is... you claim to stand for all this shit, but... Modern day Pro. Listen. I absolutely do. Like, because let's stop faking. Because he doesn't even have a real claim to blackness. He's like, my mom might have slept around. Like, she was a hoe. Like, I think whoever's on his birth certificate is two white people. Also, take a DNA test. Take a DNA test then. If you're so, so black, confident, take a DNA test. You're so confident that whatever random man you said your mom slept around with was a black man, like take a DNA test then. Let's see that 50-50. Let me see it. Let me see. And he's like, oh, well, they don't test. Like, I'm like, the DNA tests don't do a good job on ethnicity. They do a pretty good job on race though. Yeah. And if you are black, it should, should say t- African. It should, and it should, should be show at up. least 40%. At least. Take the test. Put your DNA results alive. I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> you know who had a good podcast episode about it? Scam Goddess. She had a Sean King episode and he blocked mm. the shit out of her. <laughs> that's how I knew it was good. I, like, I saw that go around. I was like, I got to listen to that. See, that's how you know these niggas are guilty. When they start blocking niggas yeah. who are saying the truth. Mm-hmm. Hello. And somebody else called him out, like this non-binary activist. And he sent his people on Instagram because his Instagram followers are very devoted. Twitter is where mm. niggas be calling him out. But he sent all of his people on Instagram after this person and they're attacking them on Twitter and Instagram. They had to like lock their accounts. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And I, it's not the first time that like Sean yeah. King has like used his audience to like harass people. Yeah. And marginalize people at that. So... Sean it's King like, is okay, a white, man. white man. Yeah, you're a white man. And I'm like, how did everybody let this white man infiltrate? Like, we have to give her the one drop rule. We have to. It's killing my people. The one drop rule is killing my people. Because that is the only reason why y'all believed he was black. Because he has a buzz cut and some glasses and a goatee. And a little mustache. Grow that hair out. Let me see it. <laughs> Grow the afro out, Sean King. I give you a thousand dollars. Put your afro alive, I give you a thousand dollars. Even, you know what? Cut off pubic hair. <laughs> Cut off some pubic hair and put it on live. <laughs> Cut it off. Because that's where you really can tell. <laughs> I'm just saying. I completely believe 
that Sean King is Cointel Pro He's a white man. He's a white man. I'm like, how do we even get here? Don't y'all hate white people? Not enough. They said, oh, that one drop, though. That's okay. Because he has a buzz cut and he's balding? He's just just a white passing black man. No. Nah, that nigga's not black. Also, should white passing people be the front of a movement? You're not black. If you're white passing, you're not black. I'm sorry. We said it before, right? Yeah. I said it again. And even if, okay, even if we go with the one drop rule, should a white passing person be the face of a movement? Absolutely When all of these children have not been white passing? Okay. Right. And Bernie Sanders and all them keep meeting with him. And I'm like, that's how I know this is fraudulent. Yep. Yeah, it's not. Nothing's adding up. Everything's looking fishy. All these people are light-skinned. I'm sorry. Let's talk about it. Like, DeRay and Netta were really the only dark-skinned people. And Netta barely so. Yeah. Throw back to her. She definitely dipped because... I think she'd still be on Twitter. No, 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 no. I meant from, oh, the, from mo- the movement. Yeah. Because she, she knew. She been knew. knew. She, she been, been knew. talking about it. She been talking <laughs> about that shit. She, I remember she dipped. I'm, yeah, I remember way back when she was like, yeah, like these, like the BLM org are fraudulent. Like yeah. I'm with the BLM movement. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, Duran them? It's not. Yeah. And the, I was like, the thing she knows, because I think they were cool at one point. Duran, it, it was them. That was the and OGs. I think she started to see the, she was like, I realized, realized, realized. And she said, let me get out of here. Here, I'm glad she left. I'm glad she left. Yeah, somebody has some integrity. I have the funniest photo of her on my phone. She's yelling in the microphone oh, at that the meme? Walmart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quality meme. It's so funny. It is a quality meme, but no, I, but, yeah, I don't know what her new Twitter is. I don't think she wants to I think to be... it's the same. Oh, I is still it? follow her, yeah. Oh. She'd just be tweeting regular shit. You know what? Good on her for leaving and keeping her integrity intact. Yeah. Because I think people started to accuse her and she's like, whoa, 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 no, no, Yeah, no, 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 just no. like, because it was, it's guilty by association, association for real. Yeah. So, because I'm like, if those are your friends and we know what your friends are up to, it's like. You didn't check your friends? Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I don't know what we can do to, like, get these fraudulent activists out of here. Like, these, they're these for-profit activists. They've tricked too many people. And it's like, is it turning into a cult? The org, not the movement. The org? Because I'm Mm. like, that is kind of the definition of a cult. You're feeding feeding people this idea. And you're like, oh, I can save you. Just pay me this money. Like, that, it's a, it would be a for-profit cult. No? I mean, cults are a little bit more complicated. But I'm like, could this form into that? I don't know. Maybe, like, a little. I don't know. Because I think there is, like, some, like... There's a, definitely celebrity. There's, like, an inner... I, don't, I forget what it's called. Inner circle? Inner circle of, like, BLM, like, the top Yeah, like, or whatever. the celebrification of And I'm of pretty it. sure, like... I think there's, like, niggas on probably payroll or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wish I remember what the word was, but basically, like, whatever, like, their inner, like, higher circle or whatever of BLM, I'm, like... Okay, so I'm like, those are niggas who were stealing all the money, probably, mm-hmm. and it's just not looking good. Um, I hope they, you know what? I've said this before. I'm not an abolitionist. Yeah. So I hope they get jail. Rico, Rico charges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really hope y'all go to like jail, jail, but mm, there's something to there's some, uh, a sweet irony that would be in it. <laughs> you know. I, it would be quite ironic. It would be quite ironic. But also, are they, they're they not really fighting for the movement. So I feel like it's okay. Yeah. I Like, if it happened, like, I'm not, like, advocating for them to go to jail. But if it happened, I'd be like, well. <laughs> There's few things that I'm waiting on 
with the same intensity that I'm waiting on the downfall of Sean King. I'm waiting for R. Kelly to die, Sean King's downfall, and Instagram to be eliminated. Like, those are the three mm, things that yes, when they happen, I probably have an actual party. When R. Kelly dies, I'm telling you, I'm going to the club and popping bottles. <laughs> like, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> I will have a party of some sort when R. Kelly dies. And I will be in attendance. It's gonna, it's <laughs> gonna be fucking great. <laughs> I cannot wait until that man dies. Yes, we're gonna be, we're gonna have a death to abusers party. Death to abusers party. Uh, ladies free before nine, uh, non-binaries free all night, cis men, $25,000. Mm. Cis men, donations accepted, entry not. He's <laughs> 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 like, give us your money and then leave. leave. Yeah, cis men, donations only. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of who needs to make a donation, because I think we are owed reparations for the menace that is Justin Bieber. Oh, goodness. One less lonely nigger. That's what the MLK interlude was giving. Please tap this man and tell him, one, his career is in the rent cycle and he needs to figure out how the fuck he wants it to dry because it's going out sad. It's really (laughs) bad at this point. Like, he sat up there on live with Diddy and Diddy be sucking ass like nobody I ever know. Like, Diddy is the original clout chaser. And he was like, thank you for what you're doing for the black community. What? Like, what? Please. It's another child star falling from grace, like, attempting to stay relevant type thing. And everybody, when the snippet dropped and he was, like, singing it, everybody was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And then you listen to it on the album and it's not. So... I didn't listen to anything. I didn't watch the video of him on live. I didn't hear no songs. I have Justin Bieber's name muted. So I was like, hmm. Peace. I was like, I know peace this week. No, yeah. I don't know. I still can't get over the one last, one last lonely nigga. Yeah. Nigger. Nigger. Hard R. And nothing happened when that video came out? Justin Bieber was shielded Absolutely by- Absolutely nothing. And I think they do this every, or at least they used to. Like, there used to be a white man that black niggas would scoop from the ashes <laughs> and be like, here, my white child. Like, it was like Paul Wall, Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, Eminem. And they were like, you are the chosen one. You have a black card. Like, that's how it Basically, used. yeah. I mean, now it's a lot easier because white kids now listen to rap and they're like, I'm going to make this person popular regardless of what you think. Yep. I don't think we have a token white in the music community. I hope not. It, it was Mac Miller. It was Mac Miller. <laughs> the, the one decent white artist. <sighs> and Golding is sick for that post and never took it down. Very sick. Shit, if we search it right now, is it still up? It's still up. This man is sick. You know, I have to admire the standing in your shit. Because at this point, it's embarrassing if you delete it and act like nothing happened. Either delete yeah, it and put late. it... it's too late. It's too late. You have to keep it up there and just issue an apology. It but has to stay forever. The way he's not going to issue an apology... Oh, yeah. He never said shit about it, right? No. Maybe he was like, you know what? Maybe his PR team told him to shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> anything he's saying will make it worse. <laughs> You know what? I It's in the back of everybody's mind, but not the forefront. But also, he hasn't been making any good music, yeah. so. And I heard he was still in music anyway. Oh, child. So, and let's not even act like the music was all that anyway. Brent Fias gave you everything you needed, okay? No, 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 hold on. <laughs> that, um, 
That album that crew was on was good. Mm. Good? Great. It was a little average, let's be honest. It was, it was a little average. It was okay. I, I skip most of the songs when it comes on shuffle. Wow. Like, it was good. Like, there's some really good songs on there, but, like, as a whole, eh. That was on At What Cost, no? Yes. The only Goldling album I have. That was a good album. I didn't say it was bad. Okay. It's not a bad album. Okay. It's just not nothing to write home about. Okay. Like, Brent Fias really gave you your claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> crew was a dmv anthem it was bro being alive in 2017 in the dmv was a certain sense Man, of pride like when that song came on it was like it was it's, lit it's, yeah <laughs> wow when i was sad yeah he yeah go link went out sad sad <laughs> and speaking of sad and also angering Joe Biden just fired like staffers for not passing weed drug tests. But I thought, I thought it was just, um, they just said they used to smoke weed or was it an actual test? No, they just said they used to smoke weed and they were told that it wasn't going to affect them. And then it did. So one, you lied Two, weed is legal in DC. That's what I'm saying. And also we all remember when Kamala Harris went on the breakfast club talking about how she used to smoke weed and Pete booty ho. So are we firing them? Didn't Obama say he used to smoke weed? We have, we have Obama in 4k. We have Obama on video smoking weed. In addition to the fact, like, like you said, DC weed is legal in DC. Like, I guess it's not federally legal, but so what? Like in the city that you are working in, but I guess they work for the federal government, so maybe Fuck it's different. The federal government. But it's also concerning that he went back on his word and was like, "This is not going to affect y'all," and then it did. I also, well. if if past drug use or weed use or whatever is a requirement for firing, then get rid of Kamala and get rid of P. Booty Hole. Okay, I was like, fire Kamala next, then. Yeah. Shit, since he firing niggas for weed. Yeah, because we got her on 4K. She was like, yeah, I used to smoke weed and I inhaled. And I lock people up for it. What about it? (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) Fuck Kamala Harris. Fuck Kamala Harris. Plus, weed shouldn't even be a factor in whether you get a job or not. Am I high on the job? Probably. Maybe I am. But do you know it? Am I doing my job? Is the work getting done well the same way it was before? Exactly. I, if that's the case, I feel like it's none of your business. Also controversial, but I feel like if people can drink coffee on the job, you can smoke weed on the job. I'm sorry. Like coffee (laughs) is absolutely a drug because I was definitely in here laying on my bed, not able to move. And then I was like, let me go drink some coffee. When I tell you I got everything done that I needed to, it's a stimulant. What's the difference between a cup of coffee and a key of cocaine? Um. If we really think about it. (laughs) I honestly support the decriminalization of all drugs. Yes, let's get like or, like Oregon decriminalize all drugs. Like I'm not saying okay, free you can go pick them at that Safeway, but if you I should though, but anyway. That's another like I I also support like the I like dispensaries instead of getting my weed off the street. I'm sorry, like is that bougie? It's so- I know it's in it. I mean, and also is a less chance of getting stems. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's the real controversy. Okay. Because, man, I'm probably salty. My plug slowly was giving me more stems in my shit. I was like. He's also in dumb issues. Okay. 
I was like, you think I don't see that shit? Okay. But, you know. <laughs> you think I, I'm dumber, huh? I, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to still buy, though. Oh, God. <laughs> because it's just convenient. He delivers. He comes on time. He comes when he say he's going to come. Like, I feel Rare. like it's unmatched. Where, almost, where else am I going to find a plug who delivers to me and comes when he say he's coming? It's unheard of. It's unheard of. You know, I was like, you know what? Fine. These little stems, fine. <laughs> I'm collecting them all to make some tea one day. <laughs> Speaking of tea, uh, back to the Black Lives Matter stuff for a second. Chica on the timeline dropped that there was a celebrity Black Lives Matter group chat. And I was like, everybody was really focused on that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, it didn't really, it wasn't really the main point of her her tweets. Yeah. And it was very, very minimal to the situation. I'm like, okay, I feel like it's not obscene for celebs to have like their own secret group chat about Black Lives Matter. It didn't seem like they were planning, like trying to plan marches and stuff like that. Yeah. It only got really suspicious to me when Chica was talking about, oh, YG in the chat planned his music video to be held at the Breonna Taylor March. That was very, like, shoddy to me. Like, why yeah. would you do that? And, like, she was she was saying, like, it wasn't actually, like, a BLM group chat, but that's just what she called it for the sake of the tweet. Yeah. And they were just, like, like basically, like, letting each other know, like, where certain marches were, mm-hmm. like, where they could go and stuff, because they were trying to be, like, not publicly saying locations yeah, and all exactly. that. And I was like, okay, like, that makes sense. And then with the YG Breonna Taylor thing... And she was like, no one said anything like besides her and yeah. like Amber Riley in the mm-hmm. group chat. So I'm just like, hmm. And she's of course she said she's never gonna drop the names of who was in the chat, but who else was in that chat? Lena Waif was in them chats. She was definitely writing the script for Queen of Slim. She, she was co-signing, recording at the protest like shit. She I'm, was like, yes, a music video at the Breonna Taylor protest. <laughs> this would be so powerful, and Black people would really love this. Lil Baby was definitely in them chats. He was getting uh, ideas Man, for for his performance, performance at, at the, the Grammys. Grammys. <laughs> Justin Bieber was definitely in them chats. He was just like, just lurking. Just lurking. <laughs> Never said a word. He said, yeah. Oh, y'all said that? Mm-hmm. Let me write that down. Oh, oh, y'all use that word? Okay, let me write that one down. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would be in them chats? Any any celebrity who did like a half-assed like BLM post. If they posted J. The... Cole was in them chats. <laughs> J. Cole was in them chats. Can't tell me. Can't tell me he wasn't. Can't tell me he wasn't. Oh, probably for sure, yeah. Yeah, because he's kind of... His music and his like style is kind of related to He's like to Chica. a wannabe. And no he name called he's him a conscious rapper, but he don't oh even be God. reading. And no name didn't even talk about him specifically. A hit dog was hollering, hollering. hollering. Okay. He said, the "Oh, shoe this fit. must be about me, huh?" She didn't even say no names. Hit dogs. Will. Yeah, Cole, J Cole was in them chats. <laughs> But it did get a little weird for me because I was like, it feels weird because if you guys wanted to like make a difference in any way, then like I'm sure that on the ground organizers will be happy to collaborate with like big name celebrities like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I don't know. She said like the shit started going south when like she could tell like the, I think like the BLM org was also in this chat. Oh. And she could tell like they were trying to like use the like celebrity status of people to oh. kind of like profit more off so of stuff. So this is... And I think she said that they were also somewhat involved in, like, the YG um, protest oh, video really? thing. And, like, they didn't say no. Oh, wow. Like, they didn't object to it. 
So, so, so all of you are morally corrupt. Not Chica, but I'm, yeah, that's why Chica left. Like, yeah, chat. that's why Chica left. But like, you all are really morally corrupt. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And we're just like, yep. I was like, well, we can see like they're clearly chasing like a a celebrity of their own, like trying to become these like yeah. big names. They're trying to be like the face, which is like, weird. For we had this whole thing where like, remember when everyone was like, oh, BLM was founded by three queer black women, actually. Oh, and I was like, hmm. I was like, I remember Netta saying, though, that the org ain't really doing shit, but, hmm. Crumbs of representation. Yeah. Just a mess. And it's like, you can't give niggas money at all, huh? Damn. Yeah. And I just don't like it because it creates more distrust, like, mm-hmm. with real orgs that people might want to support mm-hmm. that are actually giving their funds to people. It's just like maybe like some yeah. people might be more skeptical to actually donate more because yeah. y'all are fucking scamming. That's why I can't trust nobody. Anymore. I'm sick of y'all and all these fucking scammers. Like this has been such a scamful two years. It really has, and like the ways people are trying to scam has become even more creative. creative. Like yeah. it's just like God damn. Like I know it's hard out here, but why are you scamming? Scam the government! Scam the government. Like, learn how to hack or something. I don't know. It's like y'all are always scamming poor niggas. Yeah, I'm like, why are we scamming each other? It's crabs in a barrel for real. Like, or just maybe, like, the people who donate to BLM weren't necessarily poor, but it's like, I don't know, you were scamming people who could have donated to other causes that were actually going to help people. Or, like, these people, like, obviously want to help and want to feel like they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Or they have money to blow or whatever the case may be, but people want to help. Like, people care about this cause, and you are not even trying to work towards ending what the cause is about. Yeah. Had probably had rich white folks running up them donations. I, they made, like, $9 million. That could have been 90. 90? 90. 9-0. We could have had chapters across the United States with, like, community materials that people could go to, get food, get clothing, helping unhoused people, teaching classes, yep. free library, revolutionary materials. Like, that could have done a lot of work. And yeah. it's really frustrating like i think i'm not even sad i'm just frustrated about it because like what can we do now yeah i've seen people say like we should pivot just to like mutual aid stuff like stuff like smaller orgs that we actually know are like Mm -hmm. dispersing funds yeah stuff that's closer to your own community so Mm -hmm. you actually know who's dealing with it and yeah like and you know that they're actually giving the money to whoever but I'm like ninety million dollars. Like, ninety just million poof. dollars. And like I know, like all last summer, white people were opening up, up their, their wallets. How? When will we get that again? Like, literally. And that could have. And y'all just. So now they're not gonna do that shit again. All them damn chapters across the country. What the fuck are they supposed to do without the goddamn money? I'm sick of BLM work. <laughs> Very much so. And I was also seeing the People's Oracle on Twitter for mm-hmm. my sidereal astrology. Mm-hmm. But she also talks about, like, other stuff. She was like, we should probably just, like, divert from saying Black Lives Matter and yeah. start saying abolish white supremacy. Yeah. Like, abolish whiteness. So let's let's just cut straight to the chase. Cut straight to the chase. And stop, like, attaching our shit to, like, an organization. Mm-hmm. Because clearly, like, they are putting the name Black Lives Matter down like they're not i think everyone wants to be like united as a people and there's this idea that black people have to be united and we've never been united and blah 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 black people are too multifaceted to be united people black people are too diverse to be united as one under one person under one 
cause. Like, we don't all think the same. And I hate that monotonous idea. And they do the same thing to Asian communities as well. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the Asian community. It's like, we're not a monolith. Yeah. And to the point that they started grouping them with Pacific Islanders. Yeah. Those are two like, different types of people. They started saying, like, AAPI. And I was like, okay. And then I saw, like, this, like, joke tweet, like, uh, like Americans, AAPI, the world. Why are we grouping Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders? Yeah. And I was like, same, because last time I checked, those are like two completely different ethnic groups. Yeah, completely. Like not even... Not even similar <laughs> cultures. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was like, I don't... Yeah, there's always this idea that we have to be united. And it's like, if we're going to be united, let's unite as one giant people against white supremacy and against yeah. the government. Because these little uh, breakout groups... It's giving Zoom meeting. Nobody's doing anything <laughs> on them. Not a goddamn thing. Speaking of Zoom, you, U-Haul is killing my people. U-Haul is killing my people. Like, y'all are really Zooming to get uh, together. I saw this video. It's two white lesbians, but black LGBT couples do this all the time. And they were saying that they moved in on the first day and got each other's names tatted. And it's only been like two months in the relationship. And I saw a bunch of straight people in my timeline like, oh, I want this. This is what love is. Like, lesbians, they know how to do no. it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. No, no, no. It's giving codependency. This is not the way to do it. Because you don't even know a person in two months. You don't need- Move in on the first day? I'm sorry. I would have to... Yeah, I couldn't. And did they say they got married or something? No, they're not married yet. No. I was like, that's the next step. Shit. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, that's too soon because that could still be the point where someone is like completely lying about who they are. They have nothing. They have no reason to be attached to you. They have no reason not to lie to you. They don't know you. Like, and I guess if they live together, maybe it's harder to lie like that, but also... People are devious. devious. People are devious. You could be faking that whole shit in two months. Like, you could be a whole different Different person. person. I don't know. I need many years before we move in. And actually, never mind. I think I'm settled on never... Moving in with a partner? Yeah. Yeah. We can have... um, We can live close by. You can live across the hall from me in my building. Yeah. We can live close by. You can live next door. (laughs) Let me just hop on over real quick, but... When I say close by, um... Live in a different building than me. I want a different apartment layout when I go to visit my partner. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give me something different. Like, give me something new. Yeah, like, we can live in the same city, but, like, living with a partner is a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I've, I'm have i done with living with people. As long as I can live alone, I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> like, I don't need no, like, Whoopi said, I don't need no one in my house. <laughs> Nobody needs to be in my house. Like, why are you in my house? Get out. <laughs> Yeah, but it was definitely, like, mostly cishet women, and they were like, this is, like, what I want. Like, we need to start partnering with non-men. And I hate when people say that, like, we should start partnering with non-men. And it's like, do you know what that means? Because they have, like, this rosy idea, like, oh, we're both women or we're both non-men. We're going to understand each other. It's like, you guys still can have very different personalities and be ascribed to centering men in your relationships. Like, yeah. I mean, I have been seeing, like, more of a rise in people being, like, like, yeah, like, decenter men in your relationships and, like, whoa, like, we should, like, partner with, like, our f- women friends mm-hmm. and, like, create our lives and raise our children with them and mm-hmm. then, like, have men on the side because they're fucking useless, mm-hmm. basically. Like, the person you actually want, who you want to depend on, yeah, that's going to be your friend. Like, your yeah. woman friend is not going to be your man, your husband, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
because them niggas is unreliable. Yeah. I like that part of it. Like, I like that idea, but I don't like the idea of that, like, and I've also seen this rise in, oh, well, I'm so done with men. I'm going to yeah. go date a woman now, and that's going to be better, and, like, that's good. Uh, like, <laughs> it's like, we don't work like that. It doesn't. People have a rosy view of sapphic relationships, mm-hmm. which can be toxic in their own ways. Yep. It's like, you bring in the toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, why don't, instead of jumping to a new relationship, like, why don't you work on decentering men before you jump in this relationship? Because okay. I've been with too many women, and by too many, I mean one, who <laughs> was... And I wasn't even really with her, but she would constantly talk about, like, she would wake up in the morning, she'd be like, I fucking hate men, blah, 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 men, 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 men. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why are you telling me this? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And they're like, men are so stupid. Like, yeah, I know. Like, why are we talking about them? We're not men. Like, we don't have to speak about them at all. And that's why I'm like, that's also centering men. Because you wake up in the morning mad as fuck about men. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't care. Like, this is not... This is not a relationship that has a man in it, so we don't have to talk about this. Especially not fucking 7 a.m. in the morning. First thing in the morning, you got men on your mind? That's what I'm saying. Sums up. (laughs) Even straight people, when they come crying to me about their boyfriends, I'm like, wow, don't care. (laughs) This is like, "Mm, y'all in Straightlandia over there. Like, there's some wild shit going on. Not (laughs) Straightlandia. (laughs) Straightlandia. No, it's, it's just like, yeah, like, if you want to have relationships with women, like, make sure that you're, one, prepared for those things, but two, like, you've already done the work to decenter men from your lives, and, like, you've already gone to therapy, and you've already processed what's happened to you, and what you want your relationships to look like now, you know? Yeah. But speaking of men, and speaking of audacity, really, this guy in the news took his small child into an elephant enclosure to take a selfie with the elephant. And then the elephant charged at him, and he dropped the child. Hold up. He dropped the child. Yeah, have you seen the video? No, I'm going to watch it right now. The child! (laughs) (laughs) See, this is some white people shit. Why are you walking into an elephant enclosure? It was enclosed for a reason. Also, it's a zoo. It's a fucking zoo. What? White people are fucking wild. Always being some shit you ain't got no business being. Mm. (sighs) Stay on your side of the fence. Yeah, and I'm like, I think people have this rosy view of elephants and they're like, oh, they're so kind. No, an elephant will stomp you the fuck out. Like, them niggas are big as shit. Yeah. They, I don't know how much they weigh, but they can crush you like that. And can you imagine being an elephant and people are looking at you all day? I'd probably be mad as fuck you niggas too. Like, <laughs> I'm glad the elephant didn't die though. One, because like that would be sad. But two, because you guys would harambify it. Oh, brother. Harambe was a terrible time a on the A shift internet. in the matrix, methinks. <laughs> a shift. Not a shift. Because in the after matrix. that, it was straight chaos in this nation. <laughs> Man, what year was Harambe? I think that was 2016. Oh, yeah, because I remember people put Harambe on the ballot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, why did you put Harambe on the ballot? There was Harambe t-shirts. Harambe, like... See, this is what happens when white people get a hold of memes. Let me look up Harambe. He has a Wikipedia page! Bitch. See, y'all take this shit too far. White people do not deserve memes. 
white people ruin all the memes whatever memes they create they run it into the fucking ground is it just because there's so many of them I don't know. that's what i'm thinking i'm like because whenever it gets to white people then it's like phew, i'm like it's so many damn white people in this country is that why maybe it's too many of y'all y'all don't need the memes stay out of there like i mean there's a fighting game parody called harambe and the capcorn where he fights people from like the street fighter franchise rappers have mentioned him like it's too much. It was a shift in the matrix, and I'm not sure how to unshift it. Like, do I need to build a time machine and stop that child from you going know, down there? I think I'm on board with that was the shift of the matrix because 2016... Was the last year. Was the last year. And I can't help thinking, I'm like, is it just because of, of our age at the time? Or if we were grown and still at 2016, like, would it have been the same? We were like 20 in 2016, In 2016, no. We were like 19. Oh. Yeah. 2015 was when we turned 18. Okay. We were 19. Yeah. So I'm like, we were still like young, young and like in the beginning of college still, what was that? Maybe sophomore year? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, maybe it was a pivotal time just in general for us because we were transitioning into adulthood, but- it was also a shift. It yep. was just, yeah, 2016 was the beginning of the end. And plus, it was like Donald Trump's uh, presidency. Yeah, then that was the first time we got to vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2016, I don't know what happened that year. Maybe that was the actual year the Mayans meant the world. Or, you know what? No, 2012 was the shift, and the Mayans were correct, because that's when the world started ending. When it just it just started to end. it started to end and we didn't know it yet because also I hear there's a moment before you die where it's just like so like extremely good and remember like 2013 to like 2015 was like a really good time and everyone loves summer 2016 yeah. so much and, and that I was think, the last collective good summer and I think that was like the high point before you die and now we're fucked damn and now it's just going down oh god the Mayans were right. And maybe they didn't mean, like, a, a physical blowing up of the world. Maybe they meant, like, like the metaphysical or something like that. Like, yeah, maybe... just something with uh, with humans ending. Not yeah. necessarily, like, the like what we think of as the world ending. Exactly. They probably had a totally different meaning. And you know what? I remember that day very clearly, December 21st, 2012. I remember that day very clearly. And it did feel kind of like a shift because I remember I went to sleep. And then I woke up and like the sun was shining through the blinds and it was like sunset, but it looked, the whole room was orange. And I was like, huh, that's weird. We didn't die. Uh, and it, it's just too weird. It was like the narrator said, actually, they, they were already dead. You know? Bruh, I, I've seen that theory where they're like, yeah, we did die in like 2012, 2016. And now we're just. We're in, we're in hell. I believe we're in hell. We're in hell. You know what? I believe it. Because this is fucking hell. This is hell. This is hell. <laughs> Can you imagine that we're at least going to be alive until 2050? Oof. See, it seems like... That's only uh, 30 years away. 30 years? I'm not even 30 years old! Like, what is life going to be in 2050? Can you imagine being alive for 50 years? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And when we reach 50, we'll be like, can you imagine when we were 20 and we were like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to live to 50. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised uh, if the world is on know, fire by then. Part of me hopes we do make it to 2050 just so I can listen back to this episode and be like, yeah, bitch, we made it. I cannot <laughs> wait to listen to these episodes when I'm old. Like, 
fuck trying to get signed or fame or whatever. That's really what like, I'm in. I want to hear our younger selves. I want to hear, <laughs> this is a time capsule. Yeah, this is like when YouTubers be like, and this is why I love this so much because I can just go back like three years ago and see what I was doing that day. And just like laugh about it, you know? And it's true. It's true. These are audio memories. Audio memories. Can't wait to be used as a primary source in a gender women's studies class. Yes. We are the primary contrarians. (laughs) We are such contrarians. The primary contrarians. Does that even make sense? I don't know. (laughs) Speaking of shit that doesn't make sense, you niggas in Miami. Man, I didn't even know this shit was happening. My timeline has kept this off of mine. I follow a lot of chaotic people, so that's why. You know what? That makes sense. That you would follow chaotic people. And you know what? I love it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, these videos are actually disturbing. We have people fighting in the street. Everybody was kung fu fighting. In the fucking street. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like, bitches was whooping ass in Miami. Uh, (laughs) People were walking out on $2,000 bills. Somebody pants is gone. (laughs) Like, Lord. And then in in, in the general edition that it's still a pandemic outside. And I'm certain not everyone in Miami is vaccinated. Yeah. See, homegirl, titty was falling out. Whole shirt was off. (sighs) Like, what started? I always want to know what starts these big fights, but no one is ever recording before. Like, let me, let me see the buildup. Let me see the action. Right. But, you know, it wouldn't be authentic if someone was recording from the very beginning. Because you, you never know. But I'm like, when bitches start yelling, can you start recording? Somebody pull out the phone. Please. You know they're going to be. We want to see. You know they're going to wreck. Yeah, because they going at it. I know COVID running through them streets. Like the Tomb Raider. Mm. I feel bad for everybody who listens in Miami. I know we have some Florida listeners. Um, if you listen in Miami, join the Discord. Let me know what's going on down there. Like... Is it World War Three? I don't know. I've never... I don't think I've ever been to Miami. No, yeah. I have. I've been to Miami. The furthest south I've been is Atlanta, so... But I didn't go to, like, Miami Beach. Like, I was by mm-hmm. the airport. Like, I don't think that counts. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never been to Miami. <laughs> Miami, like... One day in a COVID-free world... Do I want to go to Miami? I think one day. Like, just for fun. Just to be like, oh, like, I went to Miami. Like, we have fun. You know? Okay. I think they have, like, festivals and stuff out there. I think Sweet Heat was in Miami. Oh, okay, okay. If, I don't know if I will ever go to a Sweet Heat, though, because it feels like it's changed from what it was, from what I've seen it. Oh, is that the gay festival? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I want to go to a gay festival. I'm, yeah, I want to go to something gay. Afropunk's typically kind of gay, but, like, I want but something... But it's not, like, like designated gay. gay. I want, like, a designated gay festival. Yeah. 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 And I think Sweet Heat is the only one I've seen where it's, like, a lot of black, black people. people. So I'm like, I want to go where y'all at. Yeah, because they have Dinah or whatever. Yeah, in LA. but that's, like, some white thing. It's very white. Yeah, I could not. I could not. Atlanta doesn't have one. Does Atlanta have gay festivals? I feel like they should. Maybe they have, like, smaller scale ones. Let me look. I'm I'm down for a smaller scale one. Yeah. They have one called Aqua Girl in Miami South Beach. Okay, that sounds five cute. five days. I'm not sure what the, uh, the demographic is. Like. We need to see some pictures of past events. Yeah, there's also <laughs> Girls in Wonderland. Here, let me look these up as I do them so we can decide which one we will preemptively go to. <laughs> I feel like black people should just like pick one and be like, yeah, we're, we're all going to this, this one. one. <laughs> it's just so I can know that it's going to be niggas there. 
Um, it's getting white. Because mm. you see, I do not want to party with white people if I can help it, dear God. <laughs> Especially not. I'm sorry, because I feel like at lesbian festivals, there's an expectation that, you know, I'm going to sleep with a few people. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could you, say no. You could say no. I would like I, to. Yeah, I'm like, I would like to engage in some activities. You know, I'd like to have some sex. <laughs> Girls in Wonderland, I see some black people. I see a lot of white people, though. Mm. Um, crowds looking pale. Okay, next. I feel um, like it's going to be hard to find one. Because these, these white crackers is everywhere. Stop. <laughs> There's one in Switzerland, so I'm going to... X-nay on that. Yeah. Um, Mothership Festival. Let's look at that. Um, okay, this is more like a Coachella-y vibe. Still white. Um, mm. The founder's black. Interesting. Huh. You know what? It's not, it's not her fault. What it's the not her fault. Is. It's not her fault. We need some black lesbian to make a black sapphics only event festival type thing. Let's make a festival. Now that sounds like a lot more work than I bargained for. (laughs) (laughs) But it would be kind of cool. Oh, Pleasure Island is definitely giving old white lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Not just one. Yeah, I'm looking at the photos in this article that I'm going from, and it's not... Yeah, like, why would I go to Massachusetts? Yeah, I would never go there. <laughs> um, One's in the Midwest. Ain't I guess it's in Chicago. This one's in Chicago. Okay, okay, Backlot Bash. Let me look that up. I go to Chicago. It's some niggas over there. Yeah. Let me look. Okay, obviously, niggas can't have shit. Um, yeah, no. It's not giving... Yeah, because I feel like any type of, like, big event that you market as, like, oh, gay, LGBT, whatever, the whites come out in droves. Maybe if I search black lesbian festivals, there has to be one, right? I don't think, like, like an official, like, explicit black, I'm, I'm not sure. Someone, someone team up with us. You know what, Lena Waithe, team up with us. If you team up with us to make a black lesbian festival, we'll and- stop talking shit. And by us, we mean B. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm not planning no, nobody's no, no. festival. I mean, like a whole team and stuff. But like, team up with us. I'll stop talking shit. Yeah, that's what they said. I didn't say that. <laughs> I will continue to talk shit. <laughs> There's nothing coming up. Okay. Um. It, see what I said? Wow. Of course nothing came up for Black Lesbian Festival. <laughs> wow. Okay. So there's really nothing you. for us. There's well, nothing. for you guys. And <laughs> <laughs> let me not get ahead of myself. <laughs> wow. That's disappointing. Okay. Yeah. We, somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. Somebody please. That wraps up this week's episode of One and a Half Lesbians. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 1.5lesbians and let us know what you thought about this week's episode. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Stay Stay gay. Oh, hi, my twerking skills are unmatched. Genetic code made my ass fat. I'ma talk shit while I write the dick. I'ma give you multiple clapbacks. Got bow ties and suspenders. Snapbacks and fanny packs. Ooh, my nigga. We got TNT in the bathroom, pillows all up in the bathtub, bodies on bodies on bodies on my